Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as more football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, everybody. Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as we are here on our Sunday morning tradition that continues in to its 10th season. Our second episode going off like a hitch. What can you say? As we are getting set, I don't have Cuervo in at the moment. But we are working hard here because Sonny woke up late. I mean, I feel great, but I needed evidently some sleep. And sure enough, I didn't expect to wake up as late as I did. But we are here. We are live. And we're going to switch microphones here in just a moment because actually I'm not even on a mic. That's the reason why we're going to switch to a mic because the other thing is not working. Here we go. Hold on. Yep. Switch it to that. And let's see what we got here. All right. Check it out. One, two, three, four. Hey. Check, check. One, two, three, four. Hey, hey. One, two, three, four. Hey, hey. I'm hoping that I am on live. I hope I can be heard. That's going to be one of the big questions here. I should have this set right. I'm almost sure I do. <clears throat> I do. So we'll just roll off. All right, everybody. On Our 10th season, second episode, a big deal here for us here at the Couch Potato Sports Show. And uh, hopefully, and that's the the big word there, hopefully um, our 10th year goes off without a hitch, per se, and getting us all set and ready to go for many more years. So uh, pretty uh, good response about our show uh, last week, about our 10th anniversary show. We'd like to thank everybody for giving us a listen for that as well. And so... I'm glad everybody was able to get a a listen. Okay, we are almost done with the last-minute thing because I woke up late, and, 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 hit this right here, and there we go. All right, we are ready to rock and roll here on the uh, Sunday morning. As I do, one thing I did do is get the coffee all set. Now, let's talk about some of the things that are going on in the sporting world. And the biggest story right now, without question, has to be um, the Super Bowl champion's owner being caught up in a situation that he does not necessarily publicly want to be caught up into, without question. That's uh, going on. That looks like Robert Kraft. 
went out and got, seemed to get himself in trouble or caught because of a situation down in Florida where they were doing a kind of, and, and here's a bad thing. He went to a massage parlor, and it was kind of one of those, um, I've heard the term before, happy ending kind of places. And um, and they have evidently, uh, if you believe the reports, now that's, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to ask yourself, do you believe the reports? I, I kind of do. <laughs> um, I mean, if the police aren't going to come out and say they got video of him, you know, just walking into this place, okay? He's had to be part of it. Now, did they find a situation where they needed to get the uh, get the man on tape doing something? Yeah, they evidently found that because that's what they're talking about. So, I, you know, to me it's a non-story, but it's in a big, long story of the New England Patriots. To me, this is so insignificant. I, you know, and and I think the 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 slate gate was in, insignificant. I mean, I don't care about deflated balls. I really don't. Okay, it, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know where that competitive advantage is. You know, maybe you know, you know, Tom Brady can get a better handle of the ball. Maybe that's you know, I get that. But to me, I don't care about that. Spygate's a different story. I think that portion of it is, is is something there, but it's the combination of everything of what the Patriots are, and you know, with the the cheating scandals and things of that sort, to where they are now with Robert Kraft and his situation. But I don't care. I, it, it reminds me of the situation regarding of not caring about baseball and the steroids. So if I don't care about steroids, I mean, you know, these are just big stories and come out because they are, you know, big people and everybody loves to see a big guy go down. So should be interesting. Definitely interesting. Now, having been said, that's the big story going on. And, and I don't know how much of a story it is or how much more one would want to put on it? That's the big question. Do you want to put anything on it? Do you care? I, you know, I, I don't. Um, just as much as the player that it is, you know, I could care less. But it, it is star quality, okay? This is a story that if the, you know, the third linebacker got involved with something like this, this would be a non-story. It probably wouldn't even hit the news. Maybe it would because it's the NFL. But really, there's nothing anybody can do about it. He's not going to spend any time in jail, okay? He's going to get booked in a nice area, get fingerprinted, and go home, and then this thing will wash away. The question will be is how long will the media roll with this? And, by the way, the memes that came out about this were, I have to say, I, I, I didn't just chuckle. I laughed. I mean, there were some funny memes out there about this whole situation with Robert Kraft and and the situation uh, down in that my understanding this is up about where he lives. So 
always thought it was in Florida. Maybe it wasn't Florida. Shoot, I don't even I don't even know where it happened, but I remember where I was when I heard it, and I just busted out laughing. So that that's going to be the big question, and we'll hear Cuervo when he gets an opportunity uh, to call in here to get squared away uh, to see what he thinks. But this is more of a non-story. Um, but it does go along the lines of what's going on. Now, here's one thing. I, I'm going to just say this. I know it sounds – the reason why I don't care, okay, the, the reason why I don't care is one reason only. Uh, this man lost his wife uh, a couple of years back, and um, I don't know. I just, you know, He's not in with anybody right now, so I don't look at it as a betrayal against anybody. Um, you know, maybe the betrayal against his wife, but uh, she is gone. So, you know, still rocking it. Six, but, but here's the funny, the, the funny part of this whole story, okay? The funny part of the whole story is not the story. Um, the funny part of the story is, is where he did it at and how much he paid for it, 74 bucks or something like that. I didn't even crack a hundred, and uh, you know, hey, it is what it is. So we got that going for us here on this, on a uh, wonderful Sunday morning. Of course, that being said, in our tent here. Other things that we're talking about, uh, and by the way, back to this this prostitution thing. This is a big story, not necessarily because it is Robert Kraft. All right, I want to repeat that. This is not a big story because it's Robert Kraft. The big story in reality on this thing, the story really stems from a, a, a sex trafficking deal that they were trying to stop. And that, I think, in reality, is the big story here. When I look at when I look at everything that's going on, how it could happen, what's going on, who's doing what, and all this other stuff, that's the way I look at it. Now, hopefully, I think I think I got the uh, microphone thing all figured out. So that's the bigger story in reality because it is a big problem, guys. I mean, we can sit and talk about it all day long, but the simple fact of the matter is, is, is that. The sex trafficking, it really is the underlining story here. And him being involved with something like that puts the uh, you know the whole situation in a different light. It makes it worse in reality. But, you know, Robert Kraft going out to get his knob shined, that doesn't really bother me. But it's the underlining story, and it is the Patriots. And it's Cuervo on a Sunday morning. Good morning, my man. Good morning, honey. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. You on the road, my man? Yeah, just uh, heading to uh, the uh, local 7-Eleven real quick, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm doing. Yes. So. Hazelnut and I'll be back <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Got to get your day started. I understand. I, I... I woke up at 8.10. I mean, so I was scrambling, but the first thing I did, I mean, literally, hopped out of bed and started made the coffee. So, you know, I had to get that done first. So, um, And then I had to do the setup and 
So I needed I needed about an extra 30 minutes, but hey, we got it up and rock and rolling. So I'll I'll jump into this immediately. Robert Kraft, the big story this week, obviously. I, I mean, do you care about this story? Or I, I think it's me. I think it's the underlining story is the biggest part of the story, more so than the fact that it's Robert Kraft. But I mean, this is a long line of stories that are coming out of New England. Yeah, I mean, look, this is going to sound kind of weird, but just kind of follow along here for 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 a minute with me, Sonny. You're, I heard, I I've been on hold for for a couple minutes, and I heard what the statement that you made about the fact that it this is not a big deal because it's Robert Kraft. I 100% agree. However, I think it is a big deal because of not who, not his name. Who he is The owner of The evil empire Which is the New England Patriots So (laughs) The evil empire I love it (laughs) Yeah anything that comes out In a negative uh, uh, Light about The New England Patriots People will jump all over it Yeah they will That's why three days Two days later this thing is still Kind of being talked about. If it was the owner of the Green Bay Packers, which they don't have an owner, so I'll right. try another one. If it was the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, all right, okay. Arthur Blank, which people know who he is. If they, if you follow the NFL, you know who that is. You know his name. We we would we would already it already be a non-story. If it yeah. was the owner of the Cleveland Browns. It would be a non-story. If it was the owner of the New York Giants, which I don't even know his name, it would be a non-story. <laughs> yes. There's only a couple of owners in the NFL that three days later this is still being talked about. Jerry yes. Jones in Dallas. Yes. Jim Ursay in Indianapolis because that's the of other his one. background. Okay. Maybe, maybe Steve Bishotti in Baltimore. Because, that was my other one. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he's, he's somebody that people have become familiar with due to the whole uh, Colin Kaepernick situation. Hey, we want you to And second thought, never mind. Kind of deal. And that started the whole black ball topic with Colin Kaepernick. It was the Baltimore yep. Ravens and Steve Bishotti. Okay? So Jerry Jones, Jim Irsay, Steve Bishotti in Baltimore, and then, of course, the one that we're actually talking about, Robert Kraft in New England. So four owners out of 32. Any of those four, something happens in the negative light, it's going to get talked about for days. Well, here we are. One of those four decided that, uh, you know, his wife just wasn't doing it for him anymore, and, you know, he he found somewhere else. Let me tell you something. happens every day in America, around the world. Husbands cheat on their wives. And wives cheat yep. on their husbands. It's unfortunate. I I don't believe in adultery, but it happens. So they have a whole city it, set it, for that. Yeah. So it, it, it's not it's not about he did. It's who he is. Yeah. And the title that he that he holds. And, and look, we're 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 probably the only ones that are going to say it, Sonny. So. Allow us, allow us to be the ones. Um, but that—that's my take on it. Um, 
you know, he's a pick for what he did. All right. For, first and foremost. Um, but I'm sure, you know, I've, I've heard that there's other people involved in the entertainment business or the sports industry, or I, I don't know how true that is, but. That's, well, if that part was that true, heard, so. if that if that part was true, I think we'd hear more people's names coming out of it because they had no problem bringing out Robert Kraft. But that also, you know, I yeah, like I said, the other story and is the underlining is the sex trafficking. That's the biggest story about it all, and that's the thing that he doesn't need to be involved with. I mean, it, it'd be one thing if it was, you know, you know. Uh, you know, an escort or whatever the case may be right here. But this is about sex trafficking through that whole situation, which makes this 10 times worse. And I think that's also another thing that lights the fire underneath the story to keep it burning for three days. So um, it's not just the fact that it's Robert Kraft. It's the underlining story about sex trafficking and how big of a deal it, you know, it is in reality and how much it goes on. And that's the, that's the way I kind of look at, you know, this whole situation, again, I don't, I really don't necessarily care about what he did. Uh, his wife passed yeah, years uh, past, so, you know, he wasn't really, I mean, if anything, he was betraying her memory, uh, but in reality, since she's not here, there's not necessarily a betrayal per se. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, but you're right, Cuervo, the fact that it's a guy who is an $8 billion man, uh, going out and the story hits and, you know, anybody in reality that has any type of fame. Now, I got to ask this question, Cuervo. If this was the third, third, third string linebacker for the Green Bay Packers, would this even be a story, you know, on the football field? Obviously, if it was Aaron Rodgers or, you know, somebody, uh, you know, in the, you know, the, keeping it within the family, I guess, if it was Tom Brady, I mean, these are big stories, but, would it be a big story, you know, even three days later if it was the third string linebacker of the, you know, Green Bay Packers or whatever team? Um, you know, Sonny, it's hard to tell because you do bring up a very, very valid point. And, yes, I do remember that his wife passed away. Look, he's a widower. He, I mean, that, that – I don't know. Maybe I'm just old – call me old-fashioned, Sonny, but – I, I still think I still consider it adultery. I mean, it's not like they divorced before she passed away. So, uh, but yeah. you know, look, we live in a new age now where, you know, it's a cool thing to marry somebody for 24 hours and then divorce them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. mar- marriage, marriage in today's society is a joke in itself because nobody takes it serious. But, anyways, allow me to uh, move on with the with the conversation. Well, I digress. Yeah, let me allow me to digress. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know because, like I said, you bring up a very valid point in the fact that we're talking about a very, you know, heinous thing, which is sex trafficking. My my, my thing is, why is it taking something like somebody that's you know very rich and, and, and popular in in that he's the owner of the, you know, the most well-known football team in America. Why does it take, you know, him being involved in that to bring awareness to it? And, you know, here we go again with, you know, that's a, a good point. 
Let me tell you something. Some people don't even want to know what goes. Fortunately, it is a business for some people to sell yes. young white bodies to old, dirty men like Robert Kraft. It is, it is, it is literally how they make their living. And, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's pretty pathetic. It might, bad, it might be a bad example, but if you've seen the, the movie Taken, the first, the first one, that's kind of what it's like. What you see in that movie, that's kind of what sex trafficking is like. I've watched documentaries on Netflix about it, okay? And, and it's not, it's not you know, movie, you know, cut action. No, this is real stuff. This is real yeah. women, women uh, sharing their story who was part of it, found a way out of it, and are in a better place now. Uh, but very, very real, Sonny, yep. and... and you know, it it doesn't just happen here in America. It, it happens worldwide. Uh, so, you know, it's just it's just kind of sad that it takes somebody like of of, of his stature, his his uh, prestige, to now now we're talking about it. Now we're bringing yeah. awareness to it, and, and people are like, "Oh my God, sex trafficking is so bad." You know how long that stuff's been going on? Oh God. Uh, like, some of us weren't even 50, born. You know 50, what I mean? Like, 50 years ago, this was a big story, Cuervo. Back in the 60s, you know, that that's kind of when it started. I mean, you, you're grabbing them up in those. Uh, it, 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 I, I don't like to compare it to slavery, Cuervo, but it, it that's what it, in reality it is, uh, where they just grab up somebody from some unknown country, these young girls that have a clue and what's going on and why it's even being happening to them. Um, you know, and that's, you know, that's kind of the way I kind of look at it is, is as far as the disgust that I have for that kind of thing or hearing stories. Now I will tell you, Cuervo, I, 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 I have to admit, and I, I'll put it out there because I don't think I'm very much different than most people around the world. You know, the, the thinking about sex trafficking is one of the last things that goes on in my mind um, because I don't partake and don't even, you know, obviously think about what's going on as far as that's, that is concerned. So I, I, I guess I have to be the ostrich that puts his head in the sand is that it don't affect me. I don't even think about it until a story like this comes up because I don't partake so you know it, it's one of those things like a couple of years back bring our girls back i mean i know that was a big uh, a big uh thing regarding that as well so um but it, it does take a national movement for people to realize it because let's face it cuervo 90 percent of this population isn't even aware it's necessarily going on right beneath their nose uh, you know so it is it's kind of one, and plus, let's be honest, it's a taboo subject. I mean, no one, you know, you know, no one wants to talk about these kind of things, and I get it. Um, so, it'll always be a story, and it'll always be a story for that reason, I think, as well. Um, but um, Robert Kraft it, it, in the news, definitely not for what he wants to be in the news for. Uh, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, and I, and the. The fun that was happening afterwards. I mean, everybody, hey, Cuervo, this is a classic example about watching people wanting to see a big guy uh, take his hits. 
And that's exactly, I mean, people love to see the rich and famous, you know, have uh, a situation that is just like this so they can blast it. You just can't wait for this to happen to people like this. Well, Sonny, I, I, I call that envy in reality, and, and, and people is. don't want to hear Good it. Point. You know, you know, I know that's not why he gets what he deserves. No, if he if he was an average working man like you and I, um, you know, you would call us a pig and you would go out and you would go about your day, and it would be, that would yep. be the end of it. You would just you would call us disgusting, whatever, and that would be it. But no, because it's because it's Robert Kraft, the owner of the Almighty New England Patriots. Throw him in jail. Put give him life in jail. Give him the electric chair. Cut it, you know, cut his genitals off. Like, hold on a second. You know, like average. I mean, you know, you're 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 a normal working man, married, single, whatever. You know, does this stuff every day. Yes. Believe it or not, it yeah. happens every single day. And somebody it's out 40 there. Bucks. So. Yeah, somebody pays forty bucks to, to you know, satisfy their needs, and they go, and then they move on, and that's it. So yeah, the, you know, the, the the non-thinking behind it is kind of insulting as well, you know. <laughs> exactly. So, but the fact that you know, like I said, it's it, like you said, it's a man that's worth millions, if not billions, of dollars, and the Six fact of that them, by the way. Right, you know, we we have to we have to punish him extra because yeah he's rich yeah that makes a lot of sense. Like I don't know I I don't I don't get that part. So in I will defend Robert Kraft in that part. Like just because he's rich doesn't mean he gets extra punishment. You know, his uh, situation should be treated just like any other guy. Like you know you. you if you're part of it, you get punished like everyone else. You know, so you do know you do know there's got if that if that mugshot ever gets out, which I think it will. Um, when that mugshot gets out, that's going to be floating all over the internet as well. It's going to be and the memes that'll come off of that. Um, I have to, I have to admit, I fell into the I fell into the hole of what that whole thing was after it happened because heck, I was even I I mean. I found those memes everywhere, you know, as soon as the story hit. And I I have to admit, I kind of laughed at a lot of them. And, and, and then when I go back and think about it, you know, today, three days later, because this is so much of a non-story, I haven't thought about it since until today, because obviously we do a sports show, we got to talk about it. So, but, um, you know, the, the simple fact of the matter is, is that you're right, Cuervo, you know, the, you know, since it is, Robert Kraft is going to say that story, uh, and it's the big guy. Everybody wants to see the demise of the big guy, and, uh, you know, otherwise this would be a non-story. Now, that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. In our 10th year, in our second uh, episode here today, that takes us. There's a lot of NFL news, Cuervo, and I want to talk about it. I, I don't know. Are you feeling better today? That's all I got to do. You know what I'm talking about. How do you? feel today about your Chicago Bears after what happened this past week? Yes, Sonny, I, 
I, cu- I couldn't be any happier. Trust me. I, I <laughs> no more, no more, no more double doink jokes. No more nightmares of hearing a football bang against the crossbar. Um, you know, no more bird box memes with Cody Parkey. Um, <laughs> Hallelujah. Gone. He's gone. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Yes, and those that don't know what we're talking about, Cody Parkey, who, you know, obviously in reality, you know, missed a potential game-winning field goal in Chicago and the wild card loss to the Philadelphia Eagles back, uh, you know, so uh, there you go. It is what it is. So, uh, they do release uh, release him, but I'm how many, hey Cuervo? I don't know how much of that contract are they sucking up. They're sucking up a lot uh, in reality with that contract because some of it was guaranteed, if not a lot of it. What was the question, Sonny? I'm sorry, I had to go unlock my gate to get back home. You got it. What, what? How much is left on that contract? How much? How much? And who's eating the contract here? Uh, I think the Bears are going to eat $3.5 million, I want to say, uh, if I read yeah. it right. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that, that's, a, big, that's a big eat on with, for a kicker. <laughs> yeah, well, they paid him a lot. They paid him, I think, $9 million or something like that over two or three years, which is crazy to think. That's a lot of money for a kicker, uh, especially one that, that likes to doink footballs off of a, off of a uh, you know, goalpost. So, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, yeah. We'll Interesting. Where, where the Bears move, what direction to go next. Now, um, uh, so it, it's more news. And, you know, as far as the Bears are concerned, you know, in reality, this is obviously a big story for everybody who is a Bear fan. Let's just be honest. It is. I mean, they they were walking out of that stadium all mad. You know, I guess – I don't know if they necessarily had a per se right to do so, but they did, um, especially since it was partially blocked, you know, the final one. Uh, but that demise of this guy. And, and Cuervo, I, I got to be honest. I didn't necessarily think or know that he'd been kicking for the Chicago Bears for three years. I mean, Robbie Gold, is, is this the guy that replaced Robbie Gold? Is that what the situation was? Uh, no, not, he didn't replace Robbie Gold. Uh, I'm trying to remember who did, but no, it, it wasn't, uh, Parkey that did. And I don't want to say the Bears had him for two years. I don't know if they've had him for three. I know they've had him this year. I think some of last year. Uh, that's before that, that's what it was because I don't necessarily remember who he was until the beginning of the season. So that's mm-hmm. how insignificant he really was at that point. So, uh, but your Chicago Bears have been been busy in reality, Cuervo, doing a lot of stuff. Let's keep it with your Bears. I mean, he's like, yeah, we're talking Bears. Yes, we are talking the Chicago Bears because that uh, Bears hire. Um, uh, Mark D. Leon as an inside linebacker coach. Um, you know, that whole situation, you, you lose your defensive coordinator to, I forget where he went, but uh, you lose him um, in reality. So the Bears need to go ahead and do some things to square that away. Um, and, it, you know, that's, that, you know, do you know anything about Mark D. De, uh, De Leon? 
I wish I wish I could say I do, Sonny, but I I have no idea who he is. <laughs> I really what, don't. What is this um, the first time you're hearing about it? <laughs> um, actually, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I had Got I hadn't, so I hadn't heard anything. Coach. Okay. Well, I mean, I he was Andy. Was... He was in Andy Reid's. He was in Andy Reid's uh, camp. I uh, worked with a, uh, you know, worked with uh, Matt Nagy back uh, 2013 to 2017. Mm. So you know, it, it's it's one of those love affairs uh, going back to guys that they that know. Which sense. you know, hey. This is the NFL. That's what you. That's what you do. You kind of keep it right there. But actually, the bigger story in reality is the Parky story. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, Bobby Massey signing to a four-year contract through 2022 is a huge move. And listen, you can say whatever you want about all the positions out on the football field, but if you don't have that protection up front in reality, Cuervo, that's where your football. And you're talking about a football team that really does need to protect the quarterback because. You know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's the Bears. Maybe it's because I've had so many years of worrying about the condition of a quarterback in Chicago. I'm always worried about the quarterback position. So when they shore up the offensive line, it becomes a big story. A four-year extension, uh, you know, that goes through the 2022 season. Uh, So uh, your quarterback there is going to be protected for a little bit there, Cuervo. Which is always a good thing. Um, Yeah, you know, Bobby Massey, uh, has had a slow, uh, uh, I guess, start to his career. Uh, he had some injuries early. Uh, he was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, if I remember right. Yes, he was. Um, and, uh, you know, due to injuries and things like that, Arizona let him go. And um, now he's with Chicago, and, and he's his career is off to a, you know to a better start with the Bears. That's a big reason why. They decided to resign him just because you know he's staying healthy and, and he you know he's obviously doing a good job. So um, you know I think that's that's a very important piece is is solidifying that offensive line because we all know that that's that's one of the keys to building uh, a Super Bowl caliber team. I mean, you look at the absolutely the teams that were that were in the Super Bowl. I mean, their offensive lines are amazing. So. Uh, you've got to have that. You've got to be able to protect your quarterback. Um, and the Bears are, are making sure that, that they're doing that. So uh, I, I like the move. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if we even talked about it back in Jan, back in you know early January. Uh, Chuck Pagano uh, being brought on as the defensive coordinator. I very, I think we did talk about it, but I want you to refresh my mind. How do you feel about that hire? How do you feel about bringing Chuck Pagano uh, into the mix over in Chicago? I like it. I mean, he's got a strong resume, so um, you know, I'm, obviously, I'm going to miss. Vic Fangio, who moved on to Denver, be the head coach over there with the Broncos. But, um, yep. but like I said, I mean, you know, he's, he's got a strong resume as a defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, his best work has been with the Ravens. Obviously, he yeah. had Ray Lewis and Reed on his team. But, uh, you know, regardless, I mean, he helps. had them as, as, a, as, a top, <laughs> as a top uh defense in the NFL. So, um, working with those two guys and, and being able to do what he did – I can't wait to see what he's going to do with you know, guys like Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, Eddie Jackson. You know, hopefully we'll see what happens with Adrian Amos. Uh, I don't know if the Bears 
are going to resign him yet. There hasn't been a decision made on it, uh, but we'll see. But the, the, those guys that I mentioned are, are uh, you know, locked into to this defense for for a while. So um, they better be they, they better get good. Amos and they better keep him. I think he's a key portion to that. They, you know, Cuervo, he, he, the guy the guy mm-hmm. definitely moves around, and I, I just. When I when I think about a team that would let a guy like that go, uh, that you know, you know, the Bears are known for defense, so they need to get those names. I think uh, kind of underrated in reality, but I think he's a big need for your team. I think he is too. Um, I think he's he's a veteran leader. Uh, I think he's a guy that uh, you know helps keeps this defense uh, uh, you know together, as in. Just kind of that that tight uh, brotherhood, whatever you want to call it, that they that they've had and that they've yep. built, which is which is why this defense is so good. Um, you know, I I think you're absolutely right. I'd I'd hate to see him go. Um, you know, it's it's between him and uh, I think Bryce Callahan, the corner, are are one of those two are going to have to you know be let go. And like I said, I mean, look, corners corners are a little easier to evaluate and replace than than a good safety like a, like an Adrian Amos. So um, I definitely think that Amos should be the guy that stays. And, you know, if we have to let Bryce Callahan go, then um, yep. You know, I, I think I think the Bears can find a, a good corner either in free agency or, or through the draft. So when you look at the NFC North is this division the Chicago Bears uh, division to lose? I mean, I mean they were twelve and four last year, Quarter. I'm looking at the standings right now. Minnesota, listen, they 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 beat Minnesota in this division by four games. I mean, so I when you look at the numbers, but you also look at Green Bay there, you know, six games behind the Chicago Bears. Now, of course, they have Aaron Rodgers, but you know, I I look at this division of football as I look at it as the bumps and bruises of the NFL. These when you talk these four teams: Chicago, Minnesota, Green Bay, and Detroit. They're known for just you know down and dirty, you know, you know, big time, you know, old school type of football in reality. But man, Chicago really just ran away with this division in reality. They were seven and one at home, Cuervo. Um, and that that's huge. And not only that, they won more than 50% of their uh, games out on the road. They were five and three. Uh, but I think what is most important is they went five and one in six games against those other, uh, other teams, Minnesota, Green Bay, and Detroit. They went five and one. That's, that's going to obviously win you the division each and every year. So does this, I mean, looking at what's going on in Chicago, is this division uh, the Bears uh, to lose? Or do you expect to see a Minnesota Green Bay back somewhat normal and they're going to be battling? it out no I, I and this is not me just being a homer or, or a bears fan talking but no i really think that it's the bears to lose because you know they're the team that's that's on the rise and you know minnesota green bay they're they're sitting kind of they're just kind of standing pat um you look at the hires that green bay made after firing mike mccarthy never even heard of the guy you know the head the yeah. new head coach like and, and and this is not the bash green bay but you know, had they hired a, a well-known head coach, I'd be like, oh, crap, you know, like it's going to still, you know, they're going to be right back in it next year. Uh, but, 
you know, they hired somebody I've never, I, I don't even know anything about. So, um, as a Bears fan, I, I'm, <laughs> I was like, okay, you're I'm liking the hire. Right <laughs> yeah, I'm liking the hire, but yeah, no, you're right, Sonny. I mean, you know, the, the, this division, uh, you know, we beat each other up. That's why it's called the Black and Blue Division. Uh, a lot right. of people don't know that, but that that is the nickname of the NFC North. Uh, so, you know, we definitely do beat up on on each other. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that the Bears, you know, it's it's their division to lose not just this year, but I'd say for the next three years, because I think, believe it or not, I think the team that's going to become a threat if they, if they draft well and things like that, I think Detroit's going to be the team to watch out for, you know, Minnesota green Bay, they're just kind of, you know, their, their time kind of passed and they would have to make some major changes to, to get back in this division. But you know, Detroit with Matt Patricia, uh, you know, they, they've got they've got something going on over there. Um, again, if, if they if they draft well and they get some pieces around Matthew Stafford, uh, I think I think the Lions are probably the team that I would be worried about if, you know, as a Bears fan. So that that's uh, that's my take. Well, when I look at, uh, the, by the way, the higher uh, Matt LaFleur, folks that don't know, you know, be, me being an indoor football guy, this guy used to be quarterback for the Omaha Beef in our league and champions indoor football. It, it, they were in a part of a different league at the time that he was playing, but I, I knew exactly who the guy was. But, you know, that goes back to my history within indoor football. So, you know, me knowing who this guy is is definitely one of those things. So he knows a, a quick game. Uh but I think what is going on in Green Bay is I think they want to go to the situation where, you know, they want to go young. And um, let, let's be honest, when you when you think about that uh, whole situation, you think about Sean McVay. Okay, I think that's the that's the equivalent hire here of Sean McVay uh, to you know compared to uh, what's going on with Matt Lafleur. These are young guys, and they're also young passing guys. Okay, so you look at Matt Lafleur being a former quarterback in in his own right. Uh, so he's probably going to double up on his work as far as being the head coach and a, a and a coaching. Um, but you got to remember it's Aaron Rodgers, so really he doesn't need a quarterback's coach, okay? Uh, he could take over a job right now. Uh, so, but, you know, you know I, Aaron Rodgers had to sign off a little bit on this. I mean, I mean, I – I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think that not the fact that he demands that kind of respect. I think that they would maybe give it to him um, as far as who they were going to hire. Maybe they didn't because you know this is like a this is like a hire out of left field, Cuervo. You, you don't really. I don't think anybody expected this. I mean, as far as who they hired, I mean, you were thinking about some other other guys that might be going on. But, again, Sean McVay, young dude. Mike Vrabel, another young dude out there doing what he's doing. Uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan and Josh McDaniels. I mean, look at where these, you know, teams are going. Josh McDaniels is going to be a head coach somewhere. Uh, probably going to be in New England. I don't know. Um, but, the simple fact of the matter is I think I think if Josh McDaniels was going to go somewhere, he would have gone two years ago. So I think he's priming just setting himself up to take over the Patriots when it's time. So, But, man, 
a lot of young coaches, and, and the NFL is headed that way. Are we seeing the change in the NFL? And if we are, how long do you expect it to last? Because I may, I was listening to the show, our 10th-year anniversary, and in reality, you, you think about this, you know, the Wildcat was figured out very, very quickly. Do you think these young these young leaders of these teams are going to get figured out by veteran uh, defensive coordinators? Because let's be honest, take away from Matt Vrabel, the other guys are all offensive minds. Um, well, if, if your question is, you know, is is the league going to where you need an offensive minded head coach? I think it's been there already, Sonny, for a little while. Um, so I don't know. Was that was that kind I'm of? I'm talking what about you're the young, the young type, the young, you know, young guys. Josh McDaniels, young dude. Kyle Shanahan, young dude. Sean McVay and Matt Lafleur, all young dudes. I mean, we're talking about guys in their thirties, for God's sake. Uh, so you know, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering. I, I'm just wondering how teams are gonna. I mean. Because I say, I say it before, I'll say it again. Give it two or three years, it'll be back to what it is, which is the pocket-passing quarterback, and they'll stop this stuff. But, man, oh, man, the more I'm watching today's football, Cuervo, the more we're seeing more mobile quarterbacks. As a matter of fact, more mobile quarterbacks coming in the league that they're paying a lot of money mm-hmm. to. Um, you know, I think we're seeing, we're seeing a, you know, kind of a change on what the NFL's product really is. Yeah, I mean – I think I, I think gotten this way, and I think yeah, I think it will continue to be this way because of the fact that look, I mean, it, as the league evolves, teams try to evolve, and how do they do that? They go and they get young, bright minds who live in the new technology style world, where you know guys like a John Fox barely know how to use a computer. You know what I mean? Yeah, good point. So. <laughs> You know, you know, you get you get these young guys who grew up grew up uh, and still kind of are growing up in the tech in the technology driven world where, you know, it, it's their minds think a lot different than, you know, somebody that's a little more old school, and so that's why you get these young guys that are just so creative offensively. It's because that's how that's how their minds work. Like I said, growing up and knowing how to use a tablet by the time they were three years old, and, and trust me, I've seen yep. it with my own eyes. Yep. Three-year-olds knowing how to navigate through YouTube. Like, you know, who would who would have ever thought that the world would be that way, where three-year-olds know how to use uh, uh, the internet? So, you know that that's where that's where it stems from, and that's why these young head coaches are getting these jobs because they're they're so creative that it translates to being an offensive minded head coach on the football field and you see you see the results well not maybe not in the Super Bowl, but everything prior to that with Ashan yep. McVay in you know with the Rams. Um I mean they were the highest scoring team in the NFL, so um yeah, I think it's Except gonna continue the most to be that way. That, it, that was most important, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, when it comes to Belichick, the teacher always beats the student somehow, but he he gets it done. So and yeah, that's why it, it, it's good point. Teacher, student, always a big story, whether it be in wrestling, like we saw last night in my uh, at my production, or even uh, the 
to the teacher student aspects always brings another corner of drama uh, to the story. So uh, interesting stuff there. So I think I agree with you. You know, it's Chicago's to lose, but when you got Minnesota, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to expect for them because I, I'll just say it. Okay. The Minnesota, the Minnesota deal, you know, I don't know. No, I guess I'll kind of say it this way. I don't know if the Minnesota Vikings offensively can get the job done in reality. And that is one, one of the reasons why when I look at this division, I can see the Bears, you know, going past it. I mean, yes, it's Kirk Cousin. Trevor Simeon's backing them up, guys, okay? Um, I don't know anything about Kyle Solter, nor do I care, um, you know, because I never heard of him. I don't care. Um, so – but you got a one-two punch of guys who are listen. You face it. You know Kirk Cousins. You know he he's a great box office dude. Okay. You know eighty-four million bucks that they spend on this money. I mean, and listen, that's a lot of money to give a guy who's unproven. And and what did he do last year? Okay, he ended up you know putting Minnesota in a situation where they they not only were they not even close. I mean, they weren't even, you know, being thought of in the wild card. Now, they did only finish one game behind the wild card in reality with Philadelphia uh, in the wild card uh, as well. You know, Seattle just went out there. Um, But Minnesota, I think, is a story, um, you know, at the quarterback position, the most important position. I think – uh, you know, I want to say they need an upgrade, but God, they really can't afford the upgrade. They're going to have to stand pat with what they got, and I don't know if that's going to get the job done. So I'm going to ask the guy that's got a man crush on Kirk Cousins: Is this, uh, you know, are you even worried about Minnesota if you're the Chicago Bears? <laughs> man crush. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you do. You got the man. I mean, listen, I got the man crush on Teddy Bridgewater. I do. I got. I I got the biggest man crush on this guy. I think he's being screwed over. That injury really, really killed him. But uh, you know, I think he needs to be a quarterback. I think he needs to be a starter, but there you go. Um, but and I know you got some mad, you know, man crush, the mad love going for one Kirk Cousins. Um. You know, I, I just I think he's better than what people make him out to be. That's that's really what it is. But no, I mean I'm not I'm not worried about Kirk Cousins because um, I think that it's already become a situation over there where some of the uh, the guys around him, uh, for example, his receivers. Uh, are going to start losing respect for him, and I think it already started. Good um, point. Something as simple, Diggs. something as simple as, uh, yeah. Um, but I think I think the way he did what he did to Adam Thielen, uh, I think it was the last game of the year against the Bears, or it might have been the game before that. Um, that really kind of in the wrong way, and if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, there was a play where Cousins threw uh, uh, an interception, and and I'm sure it's 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 all over YouTube. It was it was all over the internet and, and, and social media after it happened, and Kirk Cousins was getting made fun of pretty bad. Uh, long story short, he was. It, it looks like he's showing Adam Thielen how to run routes. Uh, 
on the sideline after he threw the interception, trying to justify why he threw the interception, essentially. So you see him on the sideline with Thielen, and he's like, you know, stutter stepping and like he's like he's juking this way and 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 you know showing him how to run the route. And Thielen's just looking at him like, really, dude? Like I want to see you go out there and run that route. <laughs> now, in, in in a live game, not just in practice, but in a live game. So if you get the chance, you you got to look it up on YouTube. It's probably it's plastered probably all over YouTube and. But anyway, little things like that, Sonny, I think is, is what Kirk Cousins uh, kind of uh, maybe did wrong his first year in Minnesota. We'll see how it translates going into year two, but uh, but I, he's not maybe rubbing part. people the wrong way, kind of thing. That's that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Because you know he's trying to show receivers how to run routes and stuff like that. So. Um, I'm, su- I'm surprised he, you know, he's probably tried to show his offensive lineman how to block too, but you know, we haven't <laughs> seen that footage yet. So. But I mean, if that's the case, look, that that's it's 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 not going to work out too well in Minnesota for Kirk, for Kirk Cousins if, if that's what he's doing. It's not going to work anywhere for him if that's what he's doing. So, um, yeah, he might want to find a different way to try and be a leader to that Vikings offense because trying to show people how to do their job, that's not the way to do it. So you take a look at that. I want to go in because when we were talking some of the news that I was thinking about that I heard, okay, uh, it's a busy week for us on this week, uh, but some of the big stories that I'm hearing and, and the funny thing is, is when I'm hearing this, I go and I look and try to find something about it in reality. I don't know if it was just local jargon that was going on. Because let's be honest, I mean, when when it's the off season, um, the the stories they do get kind of crazy in reality. But one of the biggest stories that I'm hearing about, as far as the Seattle Seahawks are concerned is, is that there's some dissatisfaction in reality of uh, amongst Russell Wilson. Now, I don't know if that was a big story and I don't know if you heard it out there a lot, but, it, but trade rumors and everything, um, the, the, the fact that he wants out of there. Um, and I think the big story in reality is that the fact that uh, Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle. Okay. I, if that's a true story or not. But the simple fact of the matter is they just signed an extension with Pete Carroll. And I think the fact that the way that this team is kind of changing now, although they still have a pretty good defense, it's not, I guess, legend of uh, a bunghole type of a defense, but it's a pretty damn solid <laughs> defense that they got going on over there. Okay. Uh, but now stories are leaking out there that the Russell Wilson, you know, uh, wants to be traded. And this is not good for the Seattle Seahawks because you go back to the fact of who else are you going to get in reality at the quarterback position. Um, So Mm -hmm. that leaves a big, big hole if that's actually the case. Yeah, look, I mean, the the Seahawks broke that defense to show Russell Wilson that they're committed to him. And for him to turn around now and say, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore if that is the case. Uh, that really puts a damper in, in the Seattle Seahawks plan. 
Um, you know, I don't, I don't think that's something, I don't think anybody was expecting that. Uh, I didn't, it came out of left field. I didn't realize he was dissatisfied up there. I thought him and Pete Carroll were, you know, you know, you know, hand holding buddies. I, I really did. I didn't think that this was a, a, even an issue up in Seattle where the stories are coming out that, uh, and, and let me tell you something. The simple fact of the matter is let's just, if you put it in this way, okay. He is that new atypical prototypical quarterback that is being generated right before our eyes is a guy that can throw the football. He's also a guy that can run the football. He knows what to do, when to do, why to do it because of his length at the quarterback position in the NFL, more so than these young cats coming in here, not having a clue on when to run, why to run or whatever the case may be. You have an educated feats guy that I think the NFL might be going to and the Seattle Seahawks, Mm -hmm. they really need to make sure that they don't lose this guy. So the the biggest question are what are they going to do to make him happy? And the only thing I think that they could do, Cuervo, when I look at the when I look at the landscape on what's going on over there, they better they better get this guy somebody that he can throw the football to. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean that that's probably where most of his frustration is coming from. I mean, his best. Well, Doug Baldwin's a good receiver. Uh, I'm not going to yes. knock the Doug Baldwin. I'm not going to even say that they have nobody to throw to. Uh, but I'll tell you, it's Doug Baldwin, and then it's a whole bunch of nothing. Like I like Tyler yeah, exactly. Lockett, um, but he, he he's he's a speed guy that doesn't really have any receiver skill. Um, you know, he, he's not a Tyree Kill. I'm sorry, Tyree Kill is a legit receiver, good route runner. Uh, you know, can 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 make tough catches and stuff like that. Tyler Lockett's not that guy. He's more of a return guy, special teams, um, you know, maybe maybe a couple of uh, trick plays that Sonny Clark loves, you know, stuff like that. But um, he's not, he's not a, a, a receiver that has technical, you know, receiving skill. Um, he's just not that guy. Paul Richardson, I think, was, was an okay receiver. Uh, but they let him go to the Washington Redskins last year, so yes, it's uh, and and then of course we all know Jimmy Graham, uh, you know, gets signed by the the Packers last year, so they lost him yep. as well. So it was, it became Doug Baldwin and everyone else. So um, I think I think that's where some of Russell's frustration lies, um, and then of course obviously. Uh, which it got better throughout the season, but the offensive line was atrocious in the first oh, God, half yeah. of the year. They, they, they are in need of an offensive tackle like you would not believe. So, I mean, anybody would be, you know, just beyond frustrated if they snap the ball and three seconds later they're getting, they're getting sacked, you know, like anybody would be mad about that. So, um, I, I don't know that Russell should be screaming, trade me, trade me right now. Let's just see what the Seahawks do in the draft. If they don't address the issue, they don't get him a playmaker or some protection, and they go defense or something like that, then if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm like, okay, get me the F out of here. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, so, 
you think about it, Cuervo. I mean, you're talking about Russell Wilson. By the way, that folks that don't know, he's going into his fourth year on his contract, the final season. It was an $87 million deal that he signed back in the day. Okay, so you're talking about a $20 million man, okay? So it, now if you take a look at what's going on as far as the NFL is concerned, you know, you, you know, I don't know if you want to go ahead and you know, the big contracts that are being signed out there, you know, it are, are big stories, you know, whether it be Matt Ryan signing the $94 million fully guaranteed contract. Okay. But you know, guys, that that's pathetic in its own right. Aaron Rodgers at thirty three and a half million per year. Um, so the the question is is what's a reasonable amount of money for this guy? Um, but I will tell you right now, the Seattle Seahawks cannot afford to give away now the face of this franchise, which is usually the quarterback. A couple of years back, it wasn't Russell Wilson; it was the Legion of Bungholes. So that, those were the faces <laughs> of this football team. Now. It you know it, it it like you said Cuervo it is the face of the uh, of the franchise at the quarterback position going into his last year I, I'm gonna tell you right now they better get they better get up on the horn with his with his agent if they expect to keep him and again Cuervo talking about what you're talking about you know they better get him some offensive help whether it's an offensive tackle or get him somebody to throw to because I was looking at uh of a video I think it was on Thursday or it was either Wednesday or Thursday uh the biggest needs for the Seattle Seahawks and they didn't even have the offensive tackle up on the front that's what they need they need someone to protect this guy's back they had defensive end quarterback and outside linebacker then offensive tackle I'm sitting here going Okay, and the the wide receiver wasn't even on there. The tight end was a more uh, big thing that they needed. Listen, I, I, Doug Baldwin, I, I'm just going to say it. I think he's so overrated. It's unbelievable. I mean, you know, I, and I don't, I, and I don't know why. I don't think this guy's anything special. I think they need a playmaker. And I'm sorry, Doug Baldwin is not a playmaker at the wide receiver position. So they better go find a tight. If they're going to get a tight end, you better hope he's Jason Witten uh, type of uh, tight end, or you better go get a playmaker at the wide receiver position in order to help Russell Wilson do what he needs to do going in this final year and feeling good about 2020 not to you know 2019 is going to be under contract there's going to be a lot of rumors about where he's going to end up going Cuervo but if the Seattle Seahawks don't do anything Mm -hmm. first and foremost on that offensive side of the ball it's going to hurt them because you and I both we were talking about it all year long Look at how the defense has been put together without get, without these, you know, guys that, you know, everybody loves, okay? Their defense was not bad in the NFL. If I'm not mistaken, Cuervo, they were top ten in defense this year, and that's without having the superstars. So if you can maintain that, you need to get some offense for this young cat. Yeah, well, no, I, I agree. Um you know, and again, I mean, I, I, I guess I got a little bit more love for Doug Baldwin than you do. Um, he's he not. Be. I know he's nothing special, and I get that. But, but I think he's, I think he's a good fit in Seattle. You know, I think him and Russell Wilson work good together. Um, and he might not be a big, he might not be a playmaker, but he has come up big and big, and he has made big plays and big catches in um, 
certain games for Seattle and for Russell Wilson. So, um, you know, he might be, he may may not be the flashy uh, Odell Beckham Jr. type receiver, but that's what they need, though. No, I'm with you. I think I think every team should, you know, try and get that type of receiver to make a play like that, but. You know, unfortunately, there's only so many of them, so only so many teams is going to have a guy like that. But, but uh, I think Doug Baldwin, what he does for Seattle works, and um, you know, I mean, he he may be a little washed up, but don't forget they they had Brandon Marshall for a little while. So I mean, I guess that's the best thing you had as far as playmaker type receiver is concerned. But again, I mean, you know, Brandon Marshall is not the guy he used to be. So. Um, Absolutely. You know, do do they go and they draft a receiver in the in the draft in the first round? I don't know. I mean, are any of those guys worth a first round pick? It's it's debatable, but but I think one thing is for sure. Um, I think the bigger concern in reality is is offensive line, like you said. I agree. Um, did I hear you say that one of the top three needs for Seattle was quarterback? Like a backup no, to corner. Wilson? Is that a corner? Oh, corner. corner. So, so that, yeah. that, that right there tells you that it, it, that the, the concern or what they're looking for is defense. And I think that's, that's yeah. what's got Russell kind of worked up is I agree. You know, everybody wants to address the issues of, of losing these guys from the old, you know, the uh, Legion of Bungholes, as you like to call them. Um, yes. And and they're neglecting the fact that, hey, hey, I got sacked like 90 times last year. You know, what are we going to do about that, guys? Oh, we're going to go and we're going to draft a linebacker to be next to Bobby Wagner? Okay, cool. Um, let, let me let me talk to my agent. I want out of this place. Like, that, that's probably how it went down. So, if if that's the case, I don't blame Russell Wilson one bit for being pissed off because that's probably what the situation is, is that he's pissed off that kind of like, look, I committed to you guys. Uh, you say you're committed to me. You, you paid me like you are, but now you're not going to do anything to protect your, your, your asset. Sonny, Seattle's making a mistake if they let Russell Wilson walk and they don't do anything to help him because if that happens, the, good luck finding a replacement because as we as we know, quarterbacks are of, of his caliber are very very hard to find. And what I mean by his caliber are, are guys with rings on their fingers, guys that are proven winners, and that's what Russell Wilson is. And if you let you let him walk, like that that to me is a big mistake. Now. I, I know what people are going to say. Well, Cuervo, Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl, and Baltimore. That's a different story. Like Joe Flacco's way past his time. Russell Wilson's just getting his career started. Believe it or not. Yes, he um, is. So, I mean, I think he's going in the year what six? I think something like that. Yes. So yes. he's still he signed he's still that four-year deal after his second year. They knew what they were getting with this guy at a very young age. They knew exactly what was coming their way, and uh, they didn't really have a choice in reality. They had to grab this guy and keep him for a long period of time. 
because I mean, obviously, look what he did. He took him to the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, he's got they got a ring. I mean, so and, and a lot of it did. You know, the ring had a lot to do with the defense. But if they didn't have Russell Wilson, they wouldn't have been there. So obviously, you got Sam Pat with what you got going on there. And, and I think, and, and you know, Russell Wilson is you know a breed that can play with today's NFL quarterback now, especially with the change that's coming with the NFL quarterback. He, he fits that mold, and and I don't think asking him to do anything differently than what he has done um, all year long is uh, up there. But you look at the, the Seattle Seahawks were seventh in offense, Cuervo, seventh, okay? They're averaging close good. to 27 points a game. You win football games. They were 10 and six, okay? You know, it, it, granted, they let one go. They they really should have been eleven five. They let one go. Um, I forget who it was, but they let one go at at the end of the game. Should never happen. Um, but um, but Cuervo, they're rushing the ball one hundred sixty yards. Uh, uh, you know, one hundred and sixty yards. So I see where people are saying they need some help defensively. If you're putting up twenty uh, close to twenty seven points, and you're eighteenth in now, granted. Think about this number, and the number I'm going to tell you, they were 18th in yards, okay, only 353 yards. Now, I say only uh, because it's 18th. And when you think about that number, you know, you know, 353 yards 10 years ago would lead the league, okay? Mm-hmm. Now it's mm-hmm. 18th, it's 18th for God's sake. So I see what Russell Wilson says because if you look at the numbers, 27 points a game, 160 yards rushing, um, uh, you know, the the number that's lacking in reality, going back to the passing game, he's only, and I say only, only averaging 193 yards passing, Cuervo. That is good for 27th. This is a huge, huge stat, all of them, because you're getting the 160, Okay, you know, you know, Cuervo, that number is just crazy when you think about it. 160 yards a game rushing the football? Are you kidding me? Okay, the Seattle Seahawks should be the best team in the NFL. But when you look at the passing, that 193, and that's gonna and that's gonna be the big that's gonna be the big thing here, and that's the reason why Russell Wilson is pissed off. And it's not because he's jealous because they're running the football. Hell, that's what he wants. He gets hit less if he does that. But if you can't get that ball delivered out there, it's gonna be a tough time for Russell Wilson to even do anything. And with the way that the game is changing. And um, they're kind of going backward in the thinking that running game is going to be the story in reality. In the next three years, Cuervo, we're going to see records broken for passing and receptions and all this other stuff uh, that are going to be coming there. And Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks has to be a part of it. But we go back to it, Cuervo. If they lose a Russell Wilson in the last year of his contract this upcoming season, and he says no, I don't want any part of it, the the Seattle Seahawks will go back to what they were were not more than ten to fifteen years ago, which is a laughing stock in the NFL. Yeah, and 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 it can turn real quick because you know, especially if uh, you know uh, Wilson finds himself on another team. Once they lose, once they lose that piece, it, it's it's over. I mean that 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 team is yep. set back at least five years, I would say. Um, now, if they trade him, that might be a different story. You know, they might be able to get something for him, be able to 
attempt to rebuild and things like that, but you're still I mean, to be able to be able to replace a, a guy of his caliber, Russell Wilson, uh, because like you said, you know he fits the the the, the, the new style quarterback that you see now uh, with the Patrick Mahomes and guys like that, that, that can be a threat in both ways. Um, You know, it's just Russell Wilson does it in a very smart manner. It's not just, you know, I'm going to run when I want to and and things like that. And and he runs wild all over the field. Like he picks and he chooses when he does it. So that's what you want in that style of quarterback. And, uh, that's going to be hard to replace, Sonny. I mean, uh, these guys, these guys coming out of college, I don't think they have it. I, I don't see it. Like the, the kid out of uh, I agree, Oregon that that was supposed to go to the draft and now he's not. Uh, Herbert, I think his name is. I, mm-hmm. I don't see him panning out at all in the NFL. Um, he's just going to be another another guy that you know attempts to be the next Michael Vick and the next you know whoever and is going to fail miserably at it. Uh, I, I don't yep. think, I don't think Kyler Murray's the guy either. I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't think, think so at all. I'm, so, I'm not I mean, buying we've in had this Kyler Murray before. at all. Yeah. yeah we've talked I'm not about this before on the show. At all. But, so, but it, by the way, nope. Cuervo, if you look back in this year for Russell Wilson, he only had one count them one game over 300 yards passing. Okay. That's unheard of in today's NFL if you're a major quarterback and the guy um, that is your face of your franchise, obviously, at the court. One game over 300 yards, and that came in week number, uh, the 12th game of the season when they played Carolina. 339 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Okay? The rest of them, Cuervo, 200 yards passing. Now, that's a consistency that's nice to have. Okay, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, when Mm -hmm. you think Russell Wilson, I mean, come on, are you really thinking only one game over 300 yards passing? That I mean, say whatever. And by the way, Doug Baldwin missed three games because of injury this season. I only had five touchdowns. They, I mean, geez, if there isn't a bigger slap in the face that you need uh, either a an offensive lineman or a freaking wide receiver, your number one guy only got you five touchdowns this season. So you definitely need an upgrade or or to something to compliment a Doug Baldwin so he can do what he does. Because guess what? This is really simple. What they, what defenses are saying today against the Seattle Seahawks, if we double down on Doug Baldwin, how are they going to beat us? And that's where they went to the run, Cuervo, and that's how they started beating them. So, but you still need to have that threat because five touchdowns is not getting mm-hmm. the job done with Russell Wilson at the quarterback position. No, no, he definitely needs somebody that can produce more than that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, losing losing Jimmy Graham, I think that was a mistake because things were starting to get good with him there. Uh, but, uh, you know, now you, you lose him and, and it's all – it's a mess, you know, as far as the offensive production is concerned. So, yep. I mean, so, that said, I, mean, I think – I think that uh, I I just think that Seattle needs to be very careful with the moves that they make, or else because this could go either really good or really bad, you know. And then I agree with that's you. A cliche, that's a cliche thing to say, but I think Seattle is is in that situation where 
you know, what they what they do to uh, make Russell Wilson happy or not happy uh, is is going to determine the the fate of this football team for the next five to seven years. And I agree. All 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 I would say to Seahawks management is choose wisely because you know this is a league where again you know you you set yourself back five to seven years good luck getting back over there so and and look at the division it's only getting better with San Francisco if Jimmy Garoppolo can pull it together and of course you got the Rams now the Arizona Cardinals kind of lost in oblivion whether they'll get back to where they were for the last you know you know five years before that'll be a story but you still have San Francisco to look out for and the Rams obviously winning the division that's going to be the biggest story as the Seattle Seahawks do move forward so we'll look out for that so what we're going to do now we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show when we come back we're gonna hop into some nba action i want to talk about it because we didn't get the opportunity to get it and i don't want to lose cuervo before we get the opportunity to talk uh the nba uh before and if and when he bails so we'll take that quick break we'll be back here on the couch potato sports show it's that being said we'll be right back At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. 
Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlow Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costlow Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costlowinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. Yes, it's the big show here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said. Guys, we're going to have fluctuating schedules here in the offseason as where we are. We might even be throwing together some Saturday afternoon shows based upon everybody's schedule. And that that's the that's the great thing about what we do here because we gotta look out for everybody's schedule. And of course Cuervo, how late do we got you here today before you bail? Well, I gotta uh actually gonna be jumping off here in a minute to get the good old high and tight and then I'll be back on for a little while. Got it. So let's do this before you get to high and tight. Are you ready to talk some NBA? Because, I, I, I listen, I, I put the video in our little chat box. Um, the love for Dirk Nowinski was big there in the, uh, in the all-star game and everything else, boy. But the hug when he came down to Dwayne Wade, boy, look, I, I, I'm telling you, body language tells a lot of stories about what people think about Dirk Nowinski or whether or not they want to come play for the Dallas Mavericks. Now they got Parzinga. They have that young cat now. Uh, you know, they, we're talking about the Dallas Mavericks here really quick. But I think my point was made just with that video. Uh, you 
know, Dwayne Wade, the guy, the lover of people. I mean, didn't even hardly even want to touch this guy. It was amazing of that video. And if you don't know what I'm talking about is when they exchanged uh, um, uh, jerseys as that was the last time they were going to play the Heat, I guess, this year. So that having been said, Cuervo, I, you know, Dirk Nowinski, we talk about him a lot up on the show because he is local. Uh, he's making this final – I mean – it was the biggest joke in the world, Dirk Nowinski in the All-Star game this year. Now, that's my personal opinion, and I know I go against the grain, but Dirk Nowinski needed to be on the All-Star team like I needed a hole in the head. And let me see. Did I lose him? You're on mute, Cuervo. Are you there, Sonny? I'm, I, I was connecting to my Bluetooth. Ah, got it. So you you're back. Did you hear the did did you hear what I was talking about? As far as I'm going to ask you, Dirk Nowinski, big joke. As far as him, I don't know if you heard uh, the body language uh, of Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowinski in that video I sent in our little chat. I think tells a big story about how most NBA players feel about Dirk Nowinski. I don't think they like him. I don't think they want to play with him. Uh, that having been said, Dirk Nowinski and the All-Star game, of course, that was last weekend. We didn't get an opportunity to talk about it. What a joke. Uh, Dirk Nowinski and the All-Star game is, is a complete and utter joke in reality. Yeah, Sonny, I also heard you mention that, uh, you know, he needed to be in the game like you need a hole in the head. I think we need to talk yeah. after the show. Yeah. I, I think yeah. – I, <laughs> I, I just want to make sure that you're okay. Um, I'm all right. You know? Yeah, no bleeding. No bleeding. Yeah, I don't want you to put holes in your head, okay? <laughs> but, no. So. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, on it, look, was it was it a respectful – was it a cool thing to do? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but what you did was you took away from somebody that actually earned the spot, somebody that actually put in work to have a spot on that all-star team. And you I took agree. that away from whoever got, you know, people want to say got snubbed from the all-star roster, which I think, honestly, and you want to talk about being honest, Sonny, I think with the exception of baseball, I think all the all-star games are a joke anyways. The Pro Bowl is a joke. NBA all-star game, joke. Even the NHL and hockey, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like a football score at the end of it. You know, it's like 17 to 14 in hockey. Like, what? what? You know, like, what's yeah. the defense at? You know what I mean? There's no defense played in any of those all-stars. The only one that, that I think people, you know, got – guys really try to play and win is in baseball. Why? Because there's an incentive to it. You know? So They took that incentive away, Cuervo, in case you didn't know. Oh, they should bring it back because that that's what <laughs> made the baseball all-star game at least bearable to watch. I don't watch any of the other Pro Bowl, I'd have to be bored out of my mind at home to sit and watch the Pro Bowl. You know, in, in, in all honesty. NBA All-Star Game, I barely watch. I don't watch too much NBA basketball to begin with. I know enough to sit here and talk with you about it and do the show. Uh, but to sit here and rattle off stats about certain guys, look, last weekend, those, those four participants in the Slim Dunk Contest, never even heard of them. Yep. It's not watchable, Sonny. It's not. 
like the three point shootout was cool. Like I know those guys. I know Devin Booker. I definitely know Steph Curry. You know, I know who uh <clears throat> who was the other guy. Um uh, there was somebody else. I if I heard the name I, I would recognize it. But I don't know, I just I just think that the NBA All Star game is is a joke to watch. Um but that doesn't take away from the fact that there's guys that that play they play their ass off to try and make that that squad and then the NBA turns around and says, mm, you know what? We want Dirk to you know, be on, on the team even though he's only averaging probably twelve points a game or something and you know, is is barely able to keep his team together. So but but it's his last year, so we're gonna give him a spot. Like sorry, you know, I mean I know they've done it for guys in the past. Um, those guys actually earn their spots, unlike Dirk Nowitzki. So, I, 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 I'll tell you a couple of things. Number one, Dirk Nowitzki uh, being in uh, the All Star game uh, is 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 atrocious. I mean, in reality, I I you know I, I look at the, listen. I like Dirk. I I I think he's. You know, I, and I've said it on the show, and I'll say it, and I always say it, I think it's just overrated, um, mainly because that's the only thing they've had been going on since 1999. Guys, this guy joined the joined the league in 1998, and he's been on the same team forever. Um, and he's only played, in reality, 28 games. He's only started one of the games. Um, and, you know, he, him being on that – now – and, and and now my other beef on this All Star game, okay, is real simple. Team LeBron, I, listen, I, I I'm sorry, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's because I'm old. Maybe it's because I I don't think feeding into someone's ego in reality really helps anybody in the long run, regardless how great he is for it. But I'll just say this. LeBron James needs to have a team named after him. Let's just inflate his head even more than it already is because he is the guy. And, and listen, I'm not going to deny the fact that that guy is the best basketball player on the earth. Okay. But I don't think we need to continually feed his egos where he gets his own team. And I don't even know who he played against. I didn't watch one minute of it. And that was really simple. When I heard about how they were doing it and they were going to picking teams yet again, I was like, listen, you know, let's just take the fan perspective out of it. Let's just satisfy LeBron. Let's pat him on the head. Yeah, yeah, this is your league, LeBron. You know, so yeah, let's do it. Let's let you pick. I'm so sick of that. And and it's probably because I'm 52 years old and I've seen and watched some of the best all-star games ever, Cuervo. And when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas and all these guys playing against each other's ball to the wall, and we sit and we watch this garbage that they put out on the on the basketball court, uh, hand picked team. I'm sorry, I, I just you know you know if you want to get away from tradition. Okay, that's absolutely wonderful. But if you want to see some real all-star games, go back to 1985 to 95, 96, take it up to even to the year 2000. Okay, the last years that Kobe were there. Okay, that was the last time they, the all-star game was watchable ever. I mean, because since Kobe left the game, you know, 
you know, watching an all-star game just completely bores me out, and I have no desire to sit and watch it. And that's sad. We cover sports. This is what we do. Now, granted, we're better on football, you know, whether it be college, indoor football, or NFL, or whatever the case may be. But we should know a little bit about the NBA, but it's unwatchable. I've been saying it for years, and I've been forcing myself to watch it because we, you know, might talk about it every once in a while on the show. King of the Mutes. Yo, 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 Cuervo. Yo, 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 Cuervo. I think I lost him. So I might have lost him at my computer screen. But there he is. clipping, and I just lost him. He's going to come back. But really, guys, the, the NBA is unwatchable right now. It, it is completely and utterly unwatchable. And it's a joke. We go back to Dirk Nowinski. I agree 100% with Cuervo, but when you change the game, okay, to satisfy one guy, and that's what the NBA has done. Listen, and I'm going to put it out there, okay? Just going to put it out there. There's been talks about bringing Silver over for the NFL, and I'm going to tell you that's a mistake. I am going to tell you that is a mistake. And I am not a guy that um, oh that, that keeps track of this. But so when you, when you think about Phil, so you, you think about the commissioner of the NBA, okay, and what he has done for the NBA. Which, by the way, I don't know, you know, if Adam Silver in reality should be commended or if he's living off of the life of, you know, you know, the former commissioner as well, David Stern. Uh, but I will say this, okay, Adam Silver has done a great job for the NBA, but really has he. And, and I know I'm going off in left field, and I know I'm the only one that feels this way, and I am okay with it. But I think he's so overrated and living off of, you know, the the former commissioner. Uh, and I think, and maybe I'm wrong. And I know I'm wrong. I, if I if I talk to athletes all day long, they don't like my opinion about it because I think of players as employees, and they do what they are told. And I know that players hate that opinion from Sonny Clark, and I don't care. Because if you're not writing the check, you don't get to make the rules. That's just the way it is in this world today. You can have all the talent in the world, but that's the way it is. Good, better, and different, it is the way it is. I don't want LeBron James out there, okay, just rolling over, you know, and Adam Silver, you know, is going to go ahead and look like he's got a great resume, all because he's got the biggest lips out there that can kiss LeBron James' ass to keep him happy, or we wouldn't have an NBA All-Star game like this. It's pathetic. That's the reason why the NBA is unwatchable. They cater to certain guys, and the other ones, you know, they kiss right on off. Now, granted, you know, and I was listening to a guy that, you know, it really, really irritates the snot out of me um, in reality. No, no, this guy was right. Stephen A. Smith was right. 
God, that's hard to say. How many people sell tickets? I mean, really, you think about it. I'm so with that. God, I can't believe I'm going to say this because it makes me want to almost vomit. But Stephen A. Smith is right. How many are selling tickets? LeBron is. Now, so, so, so that being said, if you think about it, you name, name the guys that sell tickets. See, see, uh, Curry, Durant, uh, guys, two guys on one team. Um, but outside of the name five guys that people are paying money to see. You know, you can have all your fans in Boston. You can have all your fans in Miami and Los Angeles. You know, obviously they're going to see LeBron. But when you feed into an ego, and Magic Johnson's no better. Magic Johnson's willing to trade his whole team of all the talent to get one guy. And we'll figure out the rest. Although I would love to see my boy Jeffrey Carroll down in the G League get up to the NBA and play for the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA. I'd love to see it. But that doesn't change the fact that, you know, this this league needs to change its name. It's not the NBA anymore. This is how we can kiss LeBron James' ass to make him happy. And, whether, and Seth Curry... Uh, is just a victim of it because he's just that damn good. And Kevin Durant, these guys have fallen into into the the NBA. So why don't you just change the name of the league? Let's kiss LeBron's ass because I'm tired of it. And 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 you. you I was accused of being, quote, unquote, in the media. Guys, I'm not in the media, okay? I just make a lot of noise when I talk. But I want to tell you right now, the media is not putting LeBron James out in front of everybody. Listen, Adam Silver is not – Adam Silver is is worthless. Yeah, I said it. Because now, granted, it, it, they're, they're getting more money and they're making more money, all this other stuff, and it's and it's, it has nothing to do with how well he's running the organization of the NBA, the NBA. Nothing that he does in reality, but he gets the benefit of it because he's the one out promoting one guy, and I'm sorry, that's where the the fall of the NBA is, and it, and it. I don't know if you want to br- blame Adam Silver. You can go ahead and do so. I am. But if you don't have enough originality or don't even decide to try to promote anybody else in the limelight, what are you really doing? What are you really doing? So they should just change the NBA to let's to to the LKLA. Let's kiss LeBron's ass, and I'm tired of it. And and, and not only that, you know, any game that you get has to have LeBron in it. Now, granted, I know I get it, I get it. But here's the thing: if you can't magnify the whole league to where people are watching it, what good are you doing? 
I'm sorry. I'm not giving any credit to Adam Silver because the NBA would be watchable, but they don't. And why that is, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, they want the ratings, and yeah, I get it. I understand it. But the L-K-L-A, all right, the new nickname, well, not nickname, but the new, you know, National Basketball Association, Let's Kiss LeBron's Ass, okay, is getting really old for an old guy like me. I'm 52 years old, and I've watched the NBA over years and years and years, and, and it's unwatchable because it's all about these super teams and everything else and all these wimps. Yeah, I said it. They're wimps. LeBron can't get past somebody, so he decides to have him join his team. That, that Miami Heat makes me want to puke. The idea of the NBA being that if you can't beat them, join them? Come on. Could you imagine Larry Bird on the Los Angeles Lakers? Could you? You can't. I can't even fathom that. It makes me want to puke. Kevin Durant going to play with these guys. These guys played in the same division, you know, conference of basketball. They should hate themselves, hate each other. They don't. Why? Because it's all about the almighty money. And that's what's pathetic. I know. I I I I just it, it just makes me it just makes me want to gag a man. It's all about the money. It's not about the product. And I'm sorry if you can only sell three guys in the NBA. I want I want I want people to walk. I don't want people to talk. The people who are not NBA connoisseurs. I want you to ask, name an NBA basketball player. Name name 10 of them. They'd struggle to get past three or four, maybe five. The NBA is unwatchable. They need to go back to old school and get those rivals. Get them up there to where they, these guys hate each other. But they're, you know, they're shaking hands at the end. They, oh, they're just trading their jerseys. You know, you know, can I have your jersey? Oh, it makes me want to puke. Do we have competition anymore, or is this just, you know, the new wussy way to play basketball? Yeah, I said it. It's pathetic. You want to go out and you want to beat the team. And you're pissed off that you don't. That's not competition. It it, it reminds me of, it it, made, it reminds me of the putrid thing when I was growing up and listening to other parents. My parents said, said to me, "Thank God." But, but it, it's it's only a game. God. God. Makes me sick. You play to win the game. Hey, let's go back to Herm Edwards. You play to win the game, and if you're not out to win the game or you feel good after a loss, you need to get out. Because that's not the way sports were played. That's not the way sports were. Go back into the 90s. 
Go back into the 80s. Yeah, I know. Some of you are living in a different world. No, you know, it's about competition. It's about the softness of sports. And sports has gotten soft. Whether it's the NBA, whether it's Major League Baseball, or the NFL, the only one that hasn't gotten soft is the hockey, and they hate each other because they allow them to punch each other in the face. That's sports, man. That's the definition of sports. When you're just handshaking at the end, oh, you guys show good sportsmanship. Listen, I've never been a fan of sportsmanship. Uh-uh. And when you're making millions of dollars, okay, this should be your passion. That's your damn hobby. Makes me puke. I'm sorry. And listen, I know, I get it. I'm 52 years old. I am not in touch with the young people today. Don't want to be. Because if I have to be that guy, to where you know everything is, you know, pat him on the head to make him feel good, makes me puke, and I don't want to watch it. You know why Sonny Clark likes minor league sports? You want to know why? Because that's what sports should be. You want to find out what sports are all about? You watch minor leagues. These guys are busting the nut to try to make it to the to the professional ranks. Okay? Killing themselves on a dream that's so far away, especially in minor league football and in the indoor league. Listen, there were seven players that make it to the NFL squad out of the hundreds of people that play indoor football, the thousands. To make it to the to make it to the NFL, and then half the time it's only a tryout, they get cut before they make the final roster. These guys live the dream, and they want it so bad they can taste it. They'll knock someone's head off to get to it. That's what sports is missing today, and that's the reason why most sports are unwatchable. Now the NFL has a good product. I love football, and I'm going to watch it because we do this this show. But the NBA is not basketball. It's the L-K-L-A, Let's Kiss LeBron's Ass League. And I can't stand it. But we watch it. And and, and watching all the the, the sports that we do, you know, that is the only way. Listen, that's the only way I'm getting with the times is because I'll watch it. I forced myself to watch the NBA. How, how can you watch it, guys? How can how can you watch the NBA today without you know? And when you turn on the TNT, where you're only going to see four different freaking teams. Last I checked, there were 32 teams in the NBA. And back in the day, yeah, you had the Milwaukee Bucks taking on a team that had no business on TV. Yeah, I know. I get it. You got to go where the money is. And Adam Silver is such a genius. No, Adam Silver is just taking a ride on the LeBron train and kissing his ass all the way to the bank. And we can argue it back and forth. But that's what it boils down to. And that's the reason why old school people can't stand young people. I miss the NBA. I miss the real NBA. This is not the NBA. 
This is some souped-up BS. Boy, back in the day, they didn't care if the fan liked it, who was picked as the uh, all-star. Dirk Davinsky, come on, NBA. You're better than this. Dirk Davinsky, I don't give a rat's fat ass if it's his last year or not. Dirk Davinsky deserves to be in the all-star game as much as I deserve being a supermodel, walking down the, walking down the thing and showing off my you know, fashion sense. It's pathetic. Do ask anybody. I'm willing to do this, and I'm gonna do it. I, I'm gonna go up to strangers. I'm gonna ask. Name me ten NBA basketball team uh, players outside your home team, because I can get how you know all the people on your own team. Take away from that. Name me ten more that are not in the league. You'll get Rubon. You'll get Curry, you'll get Durant, you'll get Russell Westbrook. You know, you'll get those guys. Name me one player, one player that plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Name them right now. And I will tell you, you'll draw a blank. And that is Adam Silver's fault. Name me a guy on the Utah Jazz. Name me a guy on the Portland Trail Blazers. Name me a guy on the Indiana Pacers. Name me these guys' names. How about Charlotte? Name me a guy. Without going to your stupid phone and going to Google search. Pathetic. Pathetic. Almost want to do a disclaimer. <laughs> the opinions that express here on the Couch Potatoes Sports Show are not of ESPN. <clears throat> Guys, it, 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 it's, it's horrible. It just makes me. It just makes me want to vomit. Now, this is the part you're going to hear again, because I'm going to get Cuervo on the line. And we're going to talk about it. And if I could have got the recording of this and got it uploaded and let him listen to this barrage, I don't know if he'd agree with me or not. Adam Silver, I'm just going to say it. It, it, He's the biggest ass kiss ever at the commissioner position. And I don't care what he's doing with the discipline and everything else when it all boils down to one guy. Adam Silver, if if you got to the point that you could get a guy on the Indiana Pacers readily available to the fan, forget about the guys that cover the NBA, for God's sake. Hell, you know, they probably don't know him. All Adam Silver done is is – Make a salary where guys who don't play or that aren't worth the nickel make them multimillionaires. Hey, congratulations, Adam Silver. Your, your, your players are happy because they don't have any heart. They're all making millions of dollars for doing nothing. It's pathetic. Oh. It, 
and and it's hard to watch. I sit there and watch it, and 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 I make it a point if there's an opportunity where I can sit there and turn it on to where I don't see Ad, I don't see Curry, I don't see LeBron, I don't. Well, I like Westbrook. I mean, I want to see some other guys. I get it. You're putting all your eggs in the basket and running with it, and I get it. And you're making monies and all things, but God. I hate to say it, man. Isn't there anything better than you know? You know, is there anything more than money? No, it's not because that's what it is. It's all about the money. And the simple fact of the matter, yeah, yes, no, it's all about the money. But is the NBA watchable today? I don't today? think so, Jim. He's not. Now I know a lot of people that would would sit here and say, "For me, the blasphemy." Especially Stephen A. But I think deep down, bad, you know, old school is what it's all about when it comes to sports. And that pathetic saying parents used to say, oh, it's only a game, makes me want to puke. That's why we end up with all kids getting trophies. It's only a game, let's see, participation. No, no, it's about winning the damn thing. What good is it if you're getting the, getting something for nothing? Man, sports used to be about, you know, taking a passion of yours and driving it and to be the best. And you hated anybody who had enough nerve to try to even come close to trying to, you know, go one-on-one with you. On the basketball court, you've never seen Magic Johnson and Larry Bird that way. You've never seen Isaiah Thomas and, and, and Jordan that way. It, it, Rodman and Jordan when they were playing for the, when Rodman was playing for Detroit. Okay, I, I, I'm ta- I, I, the Clyde the Clyde, I mean the Houston Rockets. Come on. The reason why you can name all those superstars back in the day is because the NBA was focused on the brand, not the brand of what is today, and that's LeBron James. It really is. It's rightfully pathetic. Okay. Uh, Now that I've alienated every NBA, uh, you know, watcher, uh, you know, hey, I get it. You, You know your team. I get it. It's the NBA, guys. I don't know. I just don't know. The NBA and now since 2014, nothing, nothing's changed, and it's it's taken a turn for the worse. You know, you know, and, and, and technology is a big, big fault of this too. And, and the fact, and and uh, you know, th- now one thing I will say. Okay, if the NBA does decide to stop the one and done, I think I'm all for that. Um, but I'm I'm excited about a high schooler coming out of high school to play in the NBA as much as I am to watch paint dry. You just it's just not. I don't know. 
So we'll see what happens, you know. Oh, by the way, and, and by the way, where is all this coming from, Sonny? Why do you have such a hate for Adam Silver? Because he's got the easiest job in the world. Yeah, I said it. Make it to where the players are making money and no one's gonna no one's gonna have heart. Congratulations, Adam Silver. You're great. No wonder you love your job. Yeah, that's where it comes from, folks. I heard him in an interview. You know, I love my job. What job do you have? You cater to you cater to the players, okay? And you cater to the three or four guys, and everybody gets the benefit from it. it makes me puke. God. Anyway, I'm off of it. All right, guys. I'm sorry. We'll see what happens. The NBA definitely needs to change. I'll I'll say it, and I'll continue to say it. I want to have an NBA that can put out a product to where everybody watches it. But we live in the day and age and where it will never happen again. The NBA, I think, is so faltered of a sport because of those reasons. Good, bad, or indifferent, I don't know. You know, I I don't communicate very well with young people, and if that's what they see as as the norm and how it makes them feel good, I feel sorry for them. I do. I feel sorry for them. I want a guy that has drive. I want a guy that has dedication. I want a guy that will be willing to give an elbow to the gut on a turnaround fadeaway shot. We'll never see it again. It's the NBA. And again, guys, you want to see real NBA? Go put All-Star Game. Go put All-Star Game anywhere from 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 90 to 2000. Or to the year, you know, well, even to the certain sense, the last five years of Kobe's career wasn't worth watching that. But, I mean, the dying breed of Kobe Bryant Okay, again, until LeBron James, okay, can come close to Kobe Bryant, I don't want to hear about how great he is in the, in the all-standings. Because okay? he's behind Kobe, and Kobe's not even close to being considered anywhere near the top. And Kobe was a great player. And, and that was another thing. I hated that guy. I mean, I hated him. Why? Because he was so damn good. And he put his heart and soul on every game. And you can say whatever you want about the Shaq and Tide. They they hated each other. They're on the same team. God, this is great. great. It was great storytelling. All that was. So we'll see what ends up happening. And I will bring in Cuervo on this. Now, we got an hour left to go in the show. And hopefully I get him back. He's going to get the high and tight. He said he was going to come back. So I hope he does. But if he doesn't, we'll stand pat on that. We got another hour. We're going to talk a little bit more in uh, NFL. Uh, we're going to talk a little AAF. I can't believe it. Um, I didn't have time to watch it, but I watched a lot of it last weekend. Is it, I'm looking at the AAF. Well, you know what? Let's do that. Let's do that on the other side. Let's go to, let's, we're going to go to our break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the AAF and what's going on in there. Uh, we'll get back to more uh, NFL. You, you guys, if you want to argue with me about the NBA, you're going to lose to me. 
Okay. Um, I'm, and I know people say, you're you're wrong, Sonny, and I get it. We'll take a quick break. This we'll is Sonny back. Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple, local, perfect. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggies Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. 
Give them a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about perfection body sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show going into the final hour. Um, we'll be looking probably next Saturday we'll be on air instead of Sunday. That being said, it'll be on Saturday quite possibly. We'll keep you informed on that when it's going to happen, and it'll be in the afternoon quite possibly somewhere around 2, in between 1.30 and 2.30. We'll keep you up to date. If not, it'll be right back here on Sunday at 8.30. Now, Reasons why these changes is because life changes, and we got to change with that life, uh, whether it be my co-host, whether it be myself, or whether it be anybody else who uh, is part of the show. The, the priorities and things that people have got to take care of, they got to do, and we don't want this show to get in the middle or change those priorities for some people. It's one of those things. Back to the NFL. Some of the things, obviously, the big story, you know, the Robert Kraft. I don't even think anybody cares that Robert Kraft's going to be quote unquote disciplined by the NFL. I don't think anybody really cares about the quote unquote discipline. I, I just don't, because really, the NFL can only do so much in reality when it comes to that. And that's based upon the bylaws of the NFL and the owners and things of that sort. The fact of the matter is, is that Roger Goodell works for 32 teams. And what the uh, other 32 teams are going to say about this will be taken more uh, in reality. That will be taken more in line than anything else. That's the story. We'll, we're going to move away from it because I want to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I, and I am. I'm. I, I'm. I'm tired. I, I. I am tired of. We got to bend over backward for the players. I'm tired of that mentality. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, fall falling right in the middle of it. And maybe it might be because I don't understand the. You know the. Uh, you know, players' association agreements and all this crap. 
frankly, I'm going to get back to the players. I want to talk about one guy that has been getting a lot of attention as of late, and is Antonio Brown. And, and I'm just going to put it out to the Steelers, okay? You are making a huge mistake, Pittsburgh Steelers. Art Rooney, the front offices, you are making a huge mistake. Gone are the days where you obviously, you know, cared more about the image of the Steelers than you did the players. And I think that was so important because you look at the Steelers, they're the cornerstone, the cornerstone of the NFL. One of the original, I mean, cornerstones, you think about it. Now, New England, you know, six championships now right up there with Pittsburgh. No one talked about that, by the way. And Dallas Cowboys right behind them with five. Not only that, Patriots did it in less time. But all that being said, when you've got a problem, and I mean a problem, and an Antonio Brown, you need to change your priorities, Pittsburgh Steelers, when you're worrying about a guy like Antonio Brown. Listen, I'm not going to deny the guy's talent. That would be stupid. All right? I'm not going to do that. But gone are the days in reality where, 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 where character means anything. Those days are gone. It's all about whether or not you can, in reality, get the first down. Antonio Brown does bring a dynamic to the wide receiver position. I'm not necessarily even going to get into what Antonio Brown is all about, in my personal opinion, because I've been told my personal opinion about Antonio Brown is irrelevant because I'm making a big deal. Listen, you throw a couch out of a balcony and you don't care about who's underneath, that makes you a, a punk. Yeah, I said it. He's a punk, guys. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't even want to. I don't even want to hear it. You. You can defend it all day long. If you want to defend bad behavior, you go ahead. Go ahead. There's a long line of you guys that will go ahead and defend, you know, bad behavior. I won't do it. To a certain extent, Terrell Owens was a. It, 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 but when you're talking about on the field, Antonio Brown is there. So how many times are NFL teams going to sell their soul to guys like this? Listen, you know, and I I get it. I completely understand it. We're going to get to Colin Kaepernick here in a minute. I mean, depending on how you want to look at it, you know, depending on what you think of the NFL, you got to understand that it's a business. And the thing that people don't necessarily get is, is that just because you work somewhere doesn't mean that you have a right or, you know, the ability to change the rules. But sports are different because look at the players. They have players associations. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's, you know, you look at their unions. I'm not necessarily – but you're only going to get that to a certain point because you're not the one that are writing the checks. Now, 
Are you the reason why they're writing the checks? Yes, that's the reason why you can get consideration. But, you know, them bitching about the fact that they don't have much to say about it, that's that's if they don't want to play, go somewhere else. There there are plenty of places that you can go play. Europe. You know, basketball players head over to Europe. There's plenty of places. And I know, and I get it, and I know, but you know, at some point you got to look at ownership and say, "Listen, this is my football team. I don't care if they're owned by billionaires. I get it. I understand it. I also get the understanding that people look at billionaires and you know how they control the world, blah blah blah, all that stuff. I get it. I, I get where it's coming from, and I get the frustration. I get it completely." The only problem with that is is that it is the way that it is. But now that I got the high and tight guy back, I'm going to bring him in. Hey, Cuervo, welcome back to the show. Can I hear the beep? Uh, there he is. I'm here, I'm here Sonny. You, you should be thankful that you left. <laughs> I just went. I just went off uh, on the NBA barrage, and uh, but I'm uh, I'm gonna get. I'm only gonna it's give you the low. Yes. What happened? Why 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 should I be thankful I left? Oh, I went on a I went on the NBA barrage. I went on, I went on a I went I went on an old school barrage up against the NBA. And, uh, well, I'm gonna so I'm gonna I, have to go back and listen in the archives then. That, that those it, are the priceless memories of being the co-host of this show. Is when Sonny uh, Clark goes on his tangents about something. This it, was a bad one. You, you're talking about if, well, for me it's priceless. Okay, so I'm gonna go back and I I need to hear what you said. Yeah. So when you when you roll through there, you can fast forward to when you're about ready to dump out and get, go get that high and tight. It was bad, but I'll just give you some of the highlights um, because I we've talked about how the NBA is unwatchable on the show. I've said it many times. I forced myself to watch because we do this show. Um, but you know, I look at the NBA and I, and I, the big highlight is is that I, I was listening to sports talk radio this week and my roundabouts whenever I had the vehicle. Um, about Adam Silver and what he has done for the NBA and all this other stuff. And, you know, the, the simple fact of the matter is, is that I, I think the guy is totally overrated. Um, it, more than the fact is, is that he doesn't have an original bone in his body and he's changed the name of the NBA, you know, the National Basketball Association to the L, the LKLA. Let's kiss LeBron's ass league. I'm sorry. The NBA, the All-Star game, they had Team LeBron. I mean, it's pathetic how the NFL or the NBA has gone to, you know, we, we, you know, we, got, we got 10 superstars. And I'm going to ask you a question just really quick. I'll give you an opportunity to put your, your thinking cap on. Right now, I'm going to see how long it takes. Name me one player that in the NBA that plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, is, Gian- is Giannis uh, off the list? Because that's the only guy I know. Okay. All right. 
Okay, very good. Name me one that plays for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, uh, Reggie Miller. <laughs> Name me one that plays for the Orlando Magic. Uh, Shaq. Penny Hardaway. <laughs> you're get you're getting my point. You are yes, you absolutely. you are so absolutely. getting my point. You are so getting my point. And, and and I'm sorry, I, I was listening to this stuff about Adam Silver quite possibly moving over to the NFL and being the commissioner of the NFL. And I'm telling you right now, I, I, if I'm Roger Goodell, I'm 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 laughing my ass off. I, I am laughing my ass off. I'm out. What are you talking about? What? I have not. You didn't heard. hear these? What? I, okay. This, this is this is Ted Koppel like for me. Oh, it, it, I didn't re- I didn't realize this. I thought. I mean, you you listen to more sports talk radio than I did. Okay. Last week, uh, and I don't even remember what day it was, Cuervo, but I'm sitting and listening to sports talk radio about how great that Adam Silver is and how. Um, five NFL teams have reached out to Adam Silver to be, you know, to see his interest level of being the commissioner of the NFL. No, I heard absolutely. It. You can't let this dude touch the NFL. All right, as bad Thank as it is, all you with the with the with the misconduct that goes on around the league. Please don't let Adam. He's he's gonna ruin the the on the field sport itself. He's gonna ruin halftime show. Did you see that halftime show in Milwaukee? Okay, for those who don't know who Ja Rule is, Ja Rule was a rapper, right, in the mid well no, late nineties, early two thousand. Okay? He sucked back then and he sucked he still sucks now. It's the worst <laughs> halftime show I've ever seen. And they allowed this crap. I don't remember. If it, I think it, was, it might have been for the All Star Game. Actually, that's why it was such a big thing. But you want to talk about bad? Oh my goodness, atrocious! And Adam Silver <laughs> was like, "Cool, I'm going to sign off on this. I think this is a great idea." Mm-hmm. Please don't don't let him touch don't let him touch the NFL. Please, 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 please. I'll never say and, and bad again. Just don't let Adam Silver touch the NFL, please. I, I I agree with you because the NBA is not it's not about the the association anymore, guys, and and, and so I don't go off on the complete barrage like I did. This is just really simple to me, anyway. You know, when when you take a handful of people, and and I put out the challenge, and I'm going to try to do this if, if and when I get time. I'm going to go right here in the Dallas area, and I'm going to say. Outside of Dallas, I want you to name me 10 NBA basketball players. And I want to know how many of them actually could, Cuervo. I want to know. Because I'm going to tell you right now, back in my day, I can name me about 40 off the top of my head, Cuervo. So what has Adam Silver done for the NBA? Okay, he made it all about one guy. 
in reality, I mean, Team LeBron, that makes me want to puke. Listen, when I heard they were doing that, I, I said, I'm not watching one second of the All-Star game of the NBA. Not one second. And guess what? I kept my promise. Because this is all about one guy. I, I, I don't even know what the name of the other team was, but when I heard that they were doing Team LeBron, it, I, it just makes me want to puke. You want to talk about it in the day, Cuervo? Go back into the day. Some of the best all-star games were in the NBA from about 1990 to about, oh, say even to 2000. So, or 1980 to 2000. You're going to see some of the best all-star games ever. And I watched the one last year, and I was, I was, I was taken aback how pathetic it was. I mean, gone are the days where players hate each other. Gone are the days where, you know, where, you know, you wanted to be the best and you wanted to square up against one and you were actually offended that someone could say that you were in their league. I mean, and that's what Adam Silver is just catering to this new school idea that, you know, it's just a game. And that's the pathetic part of the NBA right now, Cuervo. You know, it's just a game. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. I, I, listen, I, I, think, I, I think I love my parents so much by not pulling that crap on me when I was young, okay? And I'm not saying it's the only thing, Cuervo, but, you know, in sports it used to be about try and beat me. Yeah, you think you're that good? Let's do one. Let's go one on one, and then let's see who's better. It's not about that anymore. These guys are hugging and kissing after a basketball game. Makes me want to puke. Yeah, Sonny, it's it's become it's become the NKA or or maybe the CA. I don't know how to spell it. It's now the National Kumbaya uh, League. You know where everybody everybody around the campfire. They all roast marshmallows together and they sing kumbaya. Um, you know, there's there's no competitiveness in the NBA, and it's not because none. It's not it's not because guys are not talented or, or, or anything like that. It's they don't they don't have the, the 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 drive to compete against each other. Like you said, they'd rather they'd rather be friends with each other and they'd rather sing kumbaya together. Let's all exchange uniform, exchange jerseys after the game. Well, no, God, that well, makes me want to puke. Well, they do that in the NFL too, Sonny. So that, to I, me, that I, makes I, me I want to puke there too. <laughs> I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, especially when it's like an, uh, you know, a, a young, a young star, and let's say, a, a, you know, a legend that in their final season or whatever. So like the whole Dirk D Wade thing, that was kind of weird because they're both getting ready to retire. Um, so I, I kind of understand it, but like in the NFL, for example, so the uh, Redskins played the, uh, the Rams, right? And Todd Gurley and Adrian Peterson exchanged jerseys. That to me right there was a sign of respect to each other. You hear what AP said to Todd Gurley, like to me that was that was more of a like a passing the torch type thing where, you know, they talked about how they respect each other. That I'm totally all about. I, I love that stuff. I'm not. But but you know, the whole like you know, uh, over BFFs and stuff like that, eh, give me a break. You know what I mean? You guys should be like if it's two young guys, like say Todd Gurley and Saquon Barkley exchange jerseys, right? 
like me, no, no, no. Like you guys should be competing against each other, not trying to be BFS. Like you should be like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm gonna catch you next year. Like I'm, I'm gonna be the top rusher in the NFL. There should be competitiveness there. And in the NBA, you're not seeing that. You're seeing more of like, let's be best friends, and you know, let's 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 go, you know, drink wine together, or you know, go to Starbucks, whatever. Um, that's what you're seeing in the NBA. And, and yes, that 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 that's the stuff that makes me sick. But when it's a young, up and coming player and a legend that's about to end their career doing that to me that's that's just a sign of respect that's a sign of kind of passing the torch uh, uh, a generation of, of that type of player or whatever like Todd Gurley and Adrian Peterson like I mentioned that that's totally cool like I like that you know but it, it, it just depends on the situation some of it I like well, some that- of it I don't. Well, let, let's look at it this way, okay? I don't know if you, you remember. You might be too young to remember. You, maybe you didn't. Maybe, maybe you did know. Uh, but back in the day, it, I remember like it was yesterday, the, the Larry Bird Magic Johnson commercial in 1985, okay? I, I'm going to tell you right now, good buds off the, off the court. But I'm going to tell you right now, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, these guys hated each other out on the basketball court, Cuervo. They wanted to, they wanted to be better than each other. They wanted to prove it night in and night out. And, you know, yeah, I got your number, pal. I'm, I, I, and the trash talking between both of them, even when they're supposed friends. I mean, I don't know if you remember, the, it was the McDonald commercials where it was off the side or, you know, you know off, the, off the rafters and all this other stuff that they, that they did as far as those commercials are concerned. You know, they, you know. It was just cra- it was just craziness. Now, granted, they had the commercials, and you know they 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 had to cater to their sponsors because back in the day, a McDonald's you know sponsorship and money was important. But even in the commercials, Cuervo, whether it was Converse, McDonald's, or whatever the case may be, they were going up against each other to be the better player. We just don't get that anymore. One of the best trash talkers in the NBA, Larry Bird. Who did he do it against? He did it against Michael and Magic Johnson. We don't get that anymore. So, so honey, I, I actually do remember this commercial, and uh, it was it was Michael it was Michael and Larry. I don't know. If, I don't That's know. right. Michael Maybe there's Larry, an older version with Magic. Maybe no, Magic did the Converse commercials. He did the Converse commercials when they were okay. uh, running around. Yeah, so I, 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 re- I can almost respect the commercial because, you know, obviously being a, a, an MJ fan. Um, yeah, the McDonald's commercials, like, you know, off the, off the scoreboard, off the backboard, off the wall, off the floor, nothing but net, right? And, then they, and they were just going, yes. they're just getting outrageous, like over the Sears Tower, like that's how the commercial ends. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember that that stuff, and it was for McDonald's. But, yeah, you're but right. Here, but during the season, and now what? I, I think that was eighty-five, eighty-six, somewhere in that area. I mean, you, you didn't see oh, anybody. God, no. it, these guys were so competitive; no. it was unbelievable. Oh God, that was that was early nineties. I mean, Michael was was, was it early? Already in his, in, you know, everybody knew who he was. I think you know. Matter of fact, I want to say 
it was the summer of Barcelona with the Dream Team. I think that's when the commercial was made. 1993 if you're t- is when when that McDonald's commercial came out. I just think sometimes I, I'm glad for Google, uh, but it was 1993 and it was a Super Bowl ad. That's when all the craze started about Super Bowl ads, how great they were going to be. And it started, I think that right. might have even started the whole thing, how great Super Bowl commercials are going to be. And um, so that was 93 where uh, Jordan and them were doing the uh, off the walls, off the, you know, jumbotrons and all that other stuff. But if you also look at that commercial, that one was after Larry Bird and Magic Johnson retired as well. It was a year after they retired. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, I but I, yeah, I do remember the commercial. Um, was yeah. it after? Yeah, I guess it was after they retired. Oh, Larry. Yes, it like was one year. It, it was actually though. one year after Larry Bird retired because Larry Bird retired in '92. So after the Olympics, he retired after the Olympics. So, then. Yes, exactly. And, and and the Olympics to me, I know I, I I you know they were just better basketball players. So you know, and, and I don't know if that's where all the friendship and everything started, Cuervo. I don't know. And it, maybe it was good for the game, maybe bad for the game. But man, you know, we just don't get that anymore. We don't get the hatred on the court. Or you're looking at each other, going, "I remember trash talking my best friend when we were on the basketball court." And dude, you ain't gonna get get on my face with that. All right. I hated this guy on the basketball court. I wanted to be better than him. And it was a vice versa thing. Um, you know, and, and frankly, it, it's what, he wasn't even my best friend. It was the guy that I wanted to be better than. And so, you know, I don't know. And, but we played on the same team, so you had to, you know, somewhat be, be good. Um, but I, you just don't get it anymore. I mean, God, I mean, I rem- you want to know who was one bad M- MFer in the game of basketball? He played with Larry Bird, Robert Parrish. I don't, I don't know if he, if the name sounds familiar at all. Um, it, he was the a chief, you know, right there. The chief. Robert Parrish. Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. Exactly. And Kevin McHale came a little bit after him, and, and stuff. He kind of passed the torch on to McHale. Um, you know, but uh, but that dude was vicious. I, I, I remember watching him, and, you know, and, and playing and, and all the rivalries back in the 90s. I mean, you know. It, this guy, this guy would throw an elbow to, to his grandmother. She was on the basketball court, and then it, it's just, but you, you know all those things. You know, back in the day, I, and I know, and I get it, and I know, I know everything's different. But when you got role players that don't hardly get any minutes on the basketball court, making you know four or five million dollars a year just sitting the bench, there's something wrong with the game. I believe. I believe, and, and maybe I'm wrong, and, and I and I don't know if the the fact that Adam Silver has pretty much put in power that the players have a lot to say about a lot of things. I, I I'm just one that I don't agree with that, and I might be wrong. I probably am. And you're on mute. I am Sonny. I'm. I apologize. I'm. I'm back home now. Mrs. Cuervo's awake, so 
cool. we were talking for a minute. <laughs> but you uh, got it. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right, Sonny. I mean, it's just, it just, it, I, I think that's why I stopped watching. Honestly, it, like I, I just kind of, I just kind of saw the change in how the players interact with each other, and I'm like, nobody's, nobody's even acting like they want to win this game, acting competitive. It, it, it's yeah. just not there, and. And, and beat me, punk. I remember. I don't know how many times I was out on the court, whether it was football, basketball. Beat me, punk. I mean, you know, come on, come on. Let's just, and, and you know, no passion. There's no I mean, the NBA is so passionless. It you know that's re, it's re, another reason why it's unwatchable. Yeah, you know, that, I think I think what it is is t- today's generation. They don't like confrontation, and. and and everybody wants to settle it with, well, let's be friends. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the solution for everything. Like, ah, uh, you know, let's be nobody. Friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, there, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing yes, wrong there is. Want to to get along with somebody, but but when it comes to your job, like, come on, guys. Like, there there should be some I sort be of competitive. Competitive. Listen, yeah, exactly. Whenever I played sports, I wanted to be the best. No, was I the best? Hell, not even close, but I wanted to be the best. I didn't want the next guy standing next to me on the other side, show me up and make me look like a bitch. I, I, I'm, ser- I'm serious. <laughs> and, and no one even cares that someone will go off on 40 on him. It, it's pathetic, Cuervo. I mean, and, and you know, you know, you're not going to get past me. No, I, I don't care. I don't know how many years I've known you, but you're not getting past me, damn it. It's not happening. Now, nowadays, you, you know, it, it, you know it, it's just, it, there's, like you said, there's no drive. These guys have no drive to be the best. That's what it is, mm-hmm. Cuervo. I just figured it out. They have no drive to be the best. And that's Adam well, Silver's fault, by the way, just to let it, you know. I, I, well, I mean, and, and I think part of, you could, blame part of it on him because I mean, you know, there's, there's no, well, for, okay. For, first of all, for starters, like you mentioned earlier, um, you know, everything being surrounded around LeBron, like David Stern didn't even do that with, with, with Mike in the league when nope. he was, you know, the top dog, like you could, like you said earlier, you can name 20 all-stars off the top of your head. Now yep. it's just like, well, you got LeBron, you got, Steph Curry, Durant, Westbrook, and that's yeah. I mean Westbrook. You, you got a handful of guys. I mean, yes. Back then, I mean, you had you had Jordan, you had Carl Malone, you had David Robinson, John Stockton, yeah, you know, that's uh, Patrick Ewing, Shaq. Like, I mean, just the, the names that there was. It just had so much more. Stop talking uh, dirty uh, to me, Cuervo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm mean? like. Like there, there, there was, there was, I don't know. I just, I just think the, the, the competitiveness, you know, and, and that's the other thing too. It's like, it was spread around in the NBA yes. back then. Now everybody Absolutely. wants to be on one team. That's, I think that drives me crazy more than anything else. It's like, well, yeah, I, let's be I couldn't beat you. I couldn't beat you. So now I'm going to be your teammate because I can't God. beat you. And, let, exactly. and let's win together. Let's be BFFs. Yeah. You know, yeah. come on, man. That's why, that's and, why and I the, think and LeBron... The, and the pathetic thinking that it's just a game drives me nuts. 
I, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it, you know that you, this, you know, participation trophy crap. You know, you know. Well, listen, I didn't, if I would have got one of those when I was a kid, I would have threw that right out the freaking window. I didn't want to my, participate. I wanted to. I wanted to win the damn thing. And, and everybody's happy with. Oh, I I played. Oh, give me a break. Yeah, I, I mean. <clears throat> I I I think that I lost my train of thought. I was gonna make a comment and now I missed it. But sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's okay, Sonny. It'll come back to me. Um, uh, yeah, the whole like playing together thing—it just drives me crazy, you know, because nobody wants to, like you said, you know, it's like, oh, let's just let's just be friends now. <laughs> let's just let's just play with each other instead of against each other. It's like it's the easy way out, and that's why LeBron to me like. You can throw stats at me all you want, and that's fine. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, he had so many opportunities with so many guys to win multiple championships, and he's only got three rings in, in ten finals appearances. Right. So, what How does that say about him? How many championships does LeBron have right now? He has three. 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 See, and and this is what I, I go back to what I'm saying. Larry Bird, I know only had three, and so he's as good as Larry Bird. Listen, I I, I don't even want to hear it. He's not even close to carrying Kobe's job. And I don't care how many points he scores; it means absolutely nothing unless there's a ring on the finger. Okay, uh-huh. and, and you know until he even comes close. I think Kobe had five, right? Kobe had five, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. When that guy when that guy wins five championships on his made up basketball team, which he still Never can't win, okay, he can't carry Kobe's jock. Not only that, I and I'll just say it. One on one, LeBron James in the prime. Kobe's prime, LeBron's prime. He he can't even beat Kobe. And so because it yeah. would be a better game. He, he just he can't. And and I know people think I'm nuts, and I get it. I completely understand. But you know, well, LeBron, you know, <laughs> LeBron wouldn't even finish the game, Sonny, because he would he would try to get him to be his friend. I, I had to say. Yes, it. I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, do you know a guy by the name of Mike Conley Jr.? Do you know who he is? Uh place for the Grizzlies, I think. You got that $150 yes. million dollar contract? $30 million, and you had to think about that, Cuervo. Cuervo, you had to think about it. Yeah. Guys I've never heard of are getting paid $20 bucks a year in the NBA. Like Cuervo, this guy that, is the 10th highest me, player in the game. For me, it started with – it was a guy for the Portland Trailblazers, and I think I – think, what what baffled me was the fact that I found out he was a bench player and he's getting twenty million bucks a year. It was like two years ago. I think when when Connolly got his contract, this dude uh, got a contract as well for twenty million bucks a year, and he's a bench player. I think his name is McCollum or something like that. Not, I, 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 uh, CJ McCollum. Yeah, so you don't even that. That's who it is CJ McCollum. Who? Yeah, CJ McCollum out of Portland. That's who it is. Yeah, bench player making twenty million bucks a year. No, Cuervo, 
just so that you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, this guy has a guaranteed contract of $82 million, if I'm not mistaken. That's guaranteed, mm-hmm. Jack. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. heard of him. Aquavo, I've never heard of him. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And he's a sixth. I think he was like a sixth man or something like that. I'm like, are you serious? When do, it, it, when do French players make that much money? Because of the stupid TV deal, and that's what Adam Silver set up, and you got bench players making millions of dollars. It's pathetic. Now, listen, Andrew Wiggins, good basketball player, plays for Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, he signed like a $140 million contract. Now, granted, I don't Mm -hmm. know how long that contract was. I think that's who it was. He just recently signed, but, you know – it, it it is one of those crazy things, I, and I'm trying to I'm trying to figure that one out, you know. And, and I think Andrew Wiggins, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he play with LeBron? Is that the same guy? No. Okay. So <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up. I'll, I'll fill you in. So Cleveland had the number one pick back in 2014, right? Yes. Uh, okay. And they select they they selected uh, Wiggins number one overall. Right, a couple weeks after that, that's when LeBron announced he was going to go back to Cleveland. What happened from there, and and this justifies what you say about LeBron even more that you know he can he can ruin a franchise. Wiggins never played a game for the Cleveland Cavaliers and was picked number one overall by them. Why? Because he got traded to Minnesota in the deal that sent Kevin Love to Cleveland. That's what it was. That's what it was. And that's why he never played with LeBron. He was supposed to because they picked him number one overall. But LeBron was like, no, I want Kevin Love on the team. So what did they do? They traded away Wiggins. They traded away another guy that they had drafted in a package deal that, that Kevin Love. Because I think Cleveland had the number one and the number, like, five pick. They sent both of those guys to Minnesota to get Kevin Love. How'd that work out? What a great pick. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. And I don't know. But I it just pulled this up, Cuervo. I, I just, just as you were talking right there, I pulled up the the contracts. Okay, mm-hmm. of players. Yeah. Okay. Right mm-hmm. now, um, on the top, right now is, is Stephen Curry, one hundred and sixty-six million. Rightfully so, so. Rightfully that, so. I, I would probably say that, Cuervo. I think that's a good point. So right there, and right behind them is Carl Anthony Towns. He's get after. I think he's being. I think he's being paid more on potential than anything, Sonny, because absolutely he's been in the league for two years and already making that amount of money. That's crazy. That's crazy. How about this? Number three, Devin Booker, one hundred and sixty-one million guaranteed. The highlight of his career is he won a three-point contest last year. Kidding me? Guy getting paid. You're gonna pay him that much game. money? Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon, say it, Sonny. He's only making. Hey. He got paid. Now this year he's not getting paid. 
Okay, he, he's only getting three and a half million, but next year he's on the he's on the he's on the brink of twenty seven and a quarter million dollars. Twenty seven million. Yeah, that's at the M. Paid, paid, and not even proven. I, I, hey, listen, I don't care if you want to pay him, but how about prove it? I, I you know, listen now. And then, then you have Chris Paul. Everybody's heard of him. One fifty nine. Right. Uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Westbrook. One fifty eight. Um, so you know he deserved it. Uh, Harden. One fifty two. Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. That you know we we talked about. It. Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quervo. Kevin Love in Cleveland is make is guaranteed. One hundred and forty four million dollars. He's getting paid twenty four million. Wow. All right. So and now, he's not even I want to go anymore. Exactly. Now get this. At the number 10 spot. Mm-hmm. I never heard of this dude. Never heard of him. Now, that may be because I need to watch more and do it. John Wall. Number 10, 14. Never heard of him. Sonny, you've never heard of John Wall? I don't know why. Wow. wow. I should. Point guard. Never heard the, of him. Uh, watch for the Wizards. Washington Wizards. He went. Yeah. He, uh, Playing for the Washington Kentucky, Wizards. He's a stud. Kentucky stud. One and done. Oh, that's and all right. That the Ken- I, okay. Now I do. Not, now that you say Kentucky, I don't know anything about yeah. it. But but here's the thing. I mean, Cuervo, come on. John Wall hadn't been in the league for how many years? I want to say he got drafted in 2010. And he's been in for about okay. eight nine years now. So. At number eleven, okay, is LeBron James. Really? At number, number 11, eleven, guaranteed money one hundred and thirteen million. Now, granted, he's making thirty-five million this year, and he's tied with Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook, and uh, Seth and Curry's making thirty-seven million. So this mm-hmm. year, though, this year it's Seth and Curry. Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, then LeBron James. But Chris Paul, hmm. Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron James all are making the same amount of money this year. And that's uh, 30, uh, $35,654,150. Uh, so, Stephen Curry is the highest player in the NBA. Um, at, but this year... You know who's at number five, Cuervo? This this cracks me up. Blake Griffin. Heard of him, but $35 million worth? Wow. Yeah, no. That, that's, he's not. That's big he's numbers. Not. That, now, Gordon Hayward, that guy's a stud. $31 million, I'm all over it. I, I'm all over it. But oh, then we oh, get to no, I Oh, no, no, no. I disagree 100%. I think he's going no to listen, Cuervo, when he, when he signs this next contract, okay, Cuervo, he's going to make $160 million bucks when he, and they're going to renegotiate this contract next year. You watch. Uh, because I'll tell you right now, if Boston is going to be in any kind of, any kind of contention, they're going to have to have this guy. Uh, well, that now, I agree with. Do I think he's yeah, worth $30 But here's million? the difference between Hell him no. and a lot of other players. He plays well with others, unlike LeBron. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, 
and, and you know, and, and that's this year. And I'm glad to see Damian Lillard got a little bump in pay. He's at $27 million. But, you know, I go down. So, you know, all all of these, if you see them on name, you've heard of them. But naming them off the top of the head, that's the biggest question of them all. You, you know, I, I really want to know about that whole deal. Uh, you know, can you name them off the top of your head? Hell, you know, I had to pull up the list on this. A demand, how about DeMar DeRozan? Plays for the Spurs. 27.7 yeah. million. Now, yep, I know who I've he is. vaguely heard of him. I have vaguely yeah, so, heard of him. All right. So he was part of the Kawhi Leonard trade. He played yeah, for Toronto. That's, that's now he's, now he's in San Antonio. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and good, that's good, I never heard player. of him before. <laughs> so. Good player. Wanted to be a Laker, but uh, that's probably not going to happen anymore. That, because yeah, he's not buddy-buddy right. with LeBron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So. But man, I, I I look I look at these. By the way, just in case you didn't know, there's 523 uh, players under contract in the NBA. 523. Just let you just let you know. That's, That's a lot. lot of players for 32 teams. And um, now, now I'm going to tell you who makes the least amount of money in the NBA. He's making four thousand dollars this year, and it's just because he just signed. But uh, Ding. Yang uh, Hongo or something like that, and then another Dallas player making six thousand is Terry Larrier, and then Wait, the Pelicans th- have six thousand a month. Six thousand? No, it's just six thousand dollars. Yes. Um, so I'm not sure what that is. It might be some kind of futures contract or something like that. But the one is the the the, the five hundred and twenty one. That's making like uh, an amount of money. Thirty-four thousand dollars is Troy Williams for the Pelicans. Emmanuel Terry uh, is at five twenty, making thirty-five thousand, and then Jordan uh, Seabrook for Atlanta, uh, forty-six. And there's a couple of players right there at that forty-six thousand five hundred eighty-two number. Okay. Wow. I didn't know salaries went that low. I thought there was like a minimum, I, like a couple hundred thousand or something like that. I'm not sure. I, I think what this is, and and I could be wrong. Okay, there, there, uh, there. Well, there it is. I, I just, I, I know why. Ten day contract, Squarebo. Ten days, oh. you can, you can pocket forty six thousand. You've done something. I mean, that, 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 that's not bad. That's not uh, bad. But, Hell but, yeah, I'd take it. <laughs> yep. So, um, but no, the the minimum, if I'm not mistaken, is 120. Uh, no, mark that, Cuervo. It's 160. Ben Moore, Indiana. As far as regular, he's getting paid 160 thousand. All those other names that I mentioned are 10 day contracts. But oh. um, so, uh, so, but the regular guy, uh, 160. So I found out how they split it up there. So 160 thousand is the. I guess the league minimum may, that might be a rookie contract too because I've never heard of Ben Moore. That's who's at five hundred one. So um, Ben Moore, uh, yeah, that, just why I was right. He's a rookie, so um, never heard of him. But yeah, it is what it is. But okay. so, but lots of good stuff there. So anyway, uh, we got about nine minutes. So you know, we we kind of bounced around a lot of things. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about before we're out of here in, in the nine minutes? 
Uh, well, I mean, uh, I know our focus has been on a little bit of NFL and, and a lot of NBA, but uh, I wanted to switch over to Major League Baseball real quick because obviously everybody has heard the big signing that went down this past week. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it, if you thought it was a good move by Manny Machado or do you think he might have uh, so made now, a bad choice and should have went somewhere so else. Now, no, he has no passion for the game. He don't care. Or you, you don't go to the Padres, right? Isn't that who signed him? The Padres? <laughs> yeah, the Padres, yep. Sorry, you have no heart if you sign. You're there for the money. And and, and granted, listen, this goes back to my old school mentality. He, he's there for the money. You know, granted, listen, they all want to be paid. I get it. They're there. But that that was a complete and utter signing. What's the worst team in, the, in Major League Baseball? If the worst team in Major League Baseball offered him, you know, just a you know million more, he'd went to that team. He's a sellout job. That's my that's my think on him. Yeah, he definitely did take more money. Um, actually, I think it was I think the White. Well, yeah. Well, he took the he took the overall bigger contract. Uh, that the, the Chicago White Sox actually offered him more per year, and he turned it down. So. You're absolutely right. He sold out for the big contract, and yep. he's going to quite possibly the worst team in baseball. I think they won like 65 games last year. Pathetic. Uh, so I'm tired yeah, of hearing so. about how great their farm system is too. By the way, Cuervo, I, I I think I even put that in the chat. That 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 just infuri- that fired me up. I don't give a rat's fat ass about San Diego Padres minor league thing. They haven't done squatting over 25, 30 years. Okay, when they start doing something, I, I'll, I'll listen to how great their minor league farm system is. It's a joke. Yeah, I mean that's that's great and all, but what are you doing with that farm system? You know, like absolutely, like the like the Cubs three years ago had the best farm system, and they did something with it. You know, I mean they 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 oh, brought they brought guys up. Yeah, they 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 traded some guys away to get some some big pieces. Like yes, you know, if you're just sitting on it, it doesn't do anything. So how about Kershaw being cut, uh, slammed down? He's that. I think I was uh, I was driving around. They put him down. He's done. Uh, they got him down, quote unquote, indefinitely. He said something. He said something's not feeling right. That was what I heard. I didn't get an opportunity here because I was just getting out of the car when I heard it. For so Kershaw's Kershaw? been shut down. Yeah, he's been really? shut down, Jack. And he was supposed to be the that's scheduled starter at uh, uh, day one, and I don't think that's going to happen. No, that's not good for the Dodgers at all. Oh boy, no, I didn't, I didn't no. hear about that. Yeah, I heard it on it was a major league show, um, so they shut him down. Uh, I th- well, Cuervo was uh, it was um, if I'm not mistaken Friday. Yeah, it was Friday when I heard that. So they they shut him down huh. indefinitely. So so we got to find out what that's all about as as far as that's concerned. But right now uh, the Phillies are the ones that are you know have the headlight for Bryce Harper. Yep, that was going to be my second question: is, is what what do you see happening? Like, what do you think the outcome is going to be? Is he going to sign with the Phillies? Is another team secretly like on the tail of the Phillies and has a chance, or is it a done deal? Why are the or? White Sox were still in in sub with that guy? since they lost Machado. Now they want now they want 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 uh, uh, Bryce Harper. They're not going to get him. 
I, because I think Bryce Harper, and I might be wrong, I think he wants to go. I mean, if you go to Philadelphia, the expectations of going to Philadelphia is you better be a damn uh-huh. good ball player if you're going to get paid that amount of money. Yeah, very true. Um, you know, because even though even though Philadelphia is, is a, in my opinion, a football town, you know, they love their Eagles. Um, yes. You know, come summertime, look, people that they 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 will pay to go watch the Phillies too. So it's not like uh, they flock to the same. They got go. pretty good attendance all all the time. Cuervo, Philadelphia, does. exactly. That's well, a good sports town. Philadelphia in general yeah. is a good sports town. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they have the Flyers as well. I mean, they fell out that stadium. They almost yeah. fell out Philadelphia, the Flyers. And, and that's hockey, for God's sake. And we don't even talk about hockey on this show. Exactly. So, so it's definitely, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what, what he decides to do. But it, it definitely sounds like the Phillies are, 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 are the heavy favorite. Um, but, you know, never know. I mean, somebody can come in last minute and, and swoop them away. Yeah. Some inter- interesting. By the way, Hanley Ramirez signs a minor league uh, deal with Cleveland. Remember him, Hanley R- Ramirez? I think he's been I out do. baseball for a couple of years. Yeah. I remember so, him. Yeah. Interest. And, yep. So, interesting. Interesting. So, uh, oh, 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 the other news that came out of Major League Baseball was uh, uh, the child support uh, deals. Uh, from um, um, uh, 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 Manny Rame- was it Manny Rame- uh, no um, Rivera Rivera was the one the, the pitcher the Yankee pitcher getting called Mariano out on uh, child support paint Mario yes the 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 you know he's going to be baseball oh. well he was baseball's first unanimous Hall of Famer being called out on child support payments so. No kidding. I didn't hear about that. Yep. Wow. Yep. So, interesting interesting situation there. Um, he has failed to fulfill his obligation to support a boy and a girl, 11 and 15. Um, and I think those are uh, over in Panama. So, I don't think there's somewhere yeah. here. So, yeah, that sounds about right. That's where he's from. So, huh. interestingly enough, that's, that's about where we're at. So, hey, we kicked three hours. Love it. Hey, now next Saturday, are we on Saturday or are we on Sunday or are we going to make that determination during the week? Um, I mean, we could definitely make that determination later. Uh, I know we had talked, you know, off the air about rotating and doing every other Sunday, every other Saturday, or, you know, just kind of switch off Saturday, Sunday every week, but Whatever works better for you, Steve. I mean, like, I, I, you know, my schedule, I've mentioned before, Saturdays are pretty open in the early. Up until in the what time? Early afternoon. So, on Saturdays, I'm free till about 5, maybe 5.30 p.m. your time. Okay. All right. So, that's what we'll do. We'll shoot for it because I, I will be off. Uh, so, we'll shoot for 2 o'clock next Saturday. Sounds good. Okay. 
All right. I'll be there. It sounds good. I think we're all settled. I'll even schedule that one so I don't forget to do it. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll get that all set in, in the lineup and get it all set and ready to go. So that's going to do it for us on the Couch with Tay the Sports Show, our second episode in our 10th season. We're going to just keep rolling with it. Yeah, it, don't don't judge me too bad on the barrage uh, about the NBA there, Cuervo, okay? <laughs> All right, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll grade it and, and send you the, the grade later. You got Your it. Messenger. All right, we're out of here, everybody. Have yourself a good <clears throat> Sunday. We'll check you later. Bye-bye. My music still going? A little bit. All right, cool.